Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. And so it begins. Uh, we uh, start the show with a film ring where we dissect Kung Fu Elliot. Have you seen it? Have you done your homework? So what do you think? Is it real, real, real or fake, fake, fake? Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sounds pretty frightening, but you know the chances are so small. Stuck by bee sting, nothing but a bee thing. Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall. But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up, tell the bookie put a bet I'm not a damn thing will go wrong. The odds are that we will probably be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright tonight. Hit by the A-train, crashed in an airplane I wouldn't recommend either one Killed by a great white or a meteorite I guess there ain't a way to go, that's fun But somewhere in the world, someone is gonna fall in love By the end of this song So get up, get up, no one's never gonna let them So you might as well sing along The odds are that we will probably be Alright, odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright the odds are that we will probably be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright for another night Sure things go wrong But I'll take my chances Odds are long So why not play? Pretty frightening, but you know the chances are so small. Hit by the A train, crashed in an airplane. Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall. But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up. No, I'm never gonna let up, so you might as well sing along. The odds are that we will probably be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright tonight. The odds are that we will probably be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright tonight The odds are that we will probably be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright tonight The odds are that we will probably be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Evening, dear listener, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Have you done your homework? There was, shush, there was homework this evening. We set it earlier in the week when I discovered what, um, uh, um, uh, is my favourite film du jour, de week, whatever that is in, in French, de week, my film, film de week, uh, Kung Fu Elliot. Um, I stumbled across it on, um, uh, Netflix. 
after you know those evenings you have where you want to watch something on netflix and um you know netflix causes you to lower your standards quite often right and i i, I started three films and got 10 minutes into each one i went nah this ain't working and then i saw kung fu elliot and i thought I don't think I'm going to like it, uh, but I'm, I'm going to start this, and if I don't like it, I'm going to go to bed. I didn't like it. I flippin' loved it. Flippin' loved it. It is, ge- whatever it is, it is genius, right? It is genius. Now, your homework this week was to watch it, and I am so surprised that so many of you did. Thank you so much. Loads and loads of you have watched it, and I really appreciate that. Well, it's Welcome to Film Ring, named by a racist, uh, because we're going to discuss it. Uh, And if you want to take part, you can do 0844-499-1000. We call you back, all right? And um, it's really interesting. The film has divided people. There are people like me who love it, there are people who are the opposite end of the spectrum who hate it. There's hardly anyone in the middle who goes, oh, it's all right. They loved it or hated it. There is another division that we'll get to in a little bit, but um, I am really pleased and excited to say we've got the men behind that film on the line now. All the way from Can- uh, Canada, it's Jarrett Bellivo and Matthew Balkman. Good, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good afternoon, whatever it is over there. Oh, hang on, I've got the... Hang on a minute, let me put you there. There we go. I've got you now. There, you should be there. Okay. <laughs> hey, Matthew. Hey, Jarrett, can you hear us? Yeah. I can hear you, yeah. Hey, listen, guys, it's... it's so, yes, I can. It's so nice to talk okay. to you. First of all, congratulations on what is an absolutely brilliant film. I love Kung Fu Elliot. <laughs> oh, thank you. How did, it, how did it come about? How did you get to make it? Well, uh, it started off, I guess, when Jared and I decided to uh, do a, a, a feature film. Jared had just finished his first uh, documentary, and we decided to co-direct one together. And uh, I, I was going to film school in Toronto a while back, and my, my dad would send me articles from the local newspaper, and then Elliot's name kept popping up for, uh, I think it's for his first movie, They Killed My Cat. And I just, I loved the title, and then I, when Jared and I were thinking about doing this document or a documentary in New Brunswick, um, I just asked him, I'm like, have you heard of this Elliot, Elliot guy? Like, he's just, he's, he's doing these martial arts movies. That's all I knew. And he was kind of presenting himself like an award-winning filmmaker. So that's kind of how it got started. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we sent him a message on Facebook and then yeah. uh, deci- decided to go down to Halifax uh, to meet him. And uh, we met him and Linda and uh, Blake, I think, on the first uh, trip down. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was up for for being filmed and being followed around, was he? Oh yeah, um, it was. I think that Matt and I had never experienced anything like that because sometimes you know you have to convince people to be a character or like you know a subject in a documentary, and, and it was like Elliot had been waiting for us his whole life. Like he kind of <laughs> yeah. just took to it, like it was it was totally normal to have somebody with a camera following around. Um, <laughs> and did you? I mean. Uh, <sighs> Listen, so many of my, we've had about 500 of my listeners have watched the film this week, okay? So we're gonna, we are gonna kind of explore some, you know, spoiler alert, guys, we're gonna explore some of the twists and the turns in the film. Did you, I mean, he he is, in the film, he is, 
he's a bit of a fan he's not a bit in the film he's a fantasist right and uh, it turns out a yeah. lot of the stuff that he he talks about his karate career and um uh, his dead wife and being um, knocked on the head by a falling tree a lot of it is is pure fantasy at what point uh, and i'll start with you matthew at what point did you realize there was more to this gentleman than, than just a guy that made action movies on a camera well, after the, our first visit with him, we knew that uh, it just every, everything seemed so larger than life. Uh, he, he was, you know, helping with, um, uh, like, I think the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He said he had a Japanese sensei. Uh, you know, he said his, he, was the, he had the best-selling movie in, like, uh, all of New Brunswick's history, the province we're from. And it was just like, uh, you know, was, uh, we came away thinking, like, well, if, you know, even 50% or 10% of this is true. It's pretty incredible stuff. But, I mean, that alone was interesting, not knowing right off the bat what was true and what wasn't. And yeah, you, I, go I on. I'll sorry, Jared, go on. Oh, sorry. But I, I just wanted to say that, I mean, one thing with the, what, what the stories he was telling them, they were all kind of innocent stories. I mean, mm. we, we knew he was a passionate guy that obviously had already made two feature films. He had been working on this third feature film for, I think, eight months at the time than when we first met him. So, um, and, and plus we kind of believed more than we did in the end, obviously, because Linda was sitting there usually next to him and like agreeing to it. So, so it was this kind of this idea that, uh, made like part of this has, some of this has to be true. Yeah. Now listen, there is a big debate raging, uh, but whatever happens, it's a genius film. All right. So this isn't knocking at all. There is a big debate raging, not just with my listeners, but in my own head. Is the film, is, and you can talk to me, guys, come on. Is the movie, <laughs> Kung, is the movie, Kung Fu Elliot, real, fake, or a little bit of both? It, it, well, if you're asking if, if, it's, if it's real as far as all these, are all these real people and the situations really happen, that it's 100% real. Yeah. Um, when, when people argue that it's not real, it, it kind of it makes us maybe seem like better like screenwriters than we are. <laughs> I don't know if I could make up a character like Elliot, really. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 100% real. Um, but I understand not be like you know it, he's just such a large life character that I, I if I was on the other end, I didn't know anything about the movie. I was just watching it. <laughs> I might think the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think what's been interesting is this is a discussion that we've had for, like, since the movie first came yeah. out about, like, you know, is, is it authentic? Is it just a big, like, is it just, you know, are we pulling the wool over people's eyes and, and kind of like, uh, but, I mean, yeah, everything happened the way it happens. Like, everything, like, I, the movie, the documentary really mimic, mirrors our own experience with Elliot. So that's the big thing. Like, um, we really tried to kind of set it up just like we discovered everything. So... Um, one of my favourite scenes is the scene, um, where, uh, Blake is, um, he's having his head chopped off and he sat in that cardboard box and he's, the poor fella, you know, he doesn't look like he's in the best of shape anyway. And he's in a lot of, lot of pain. How long did that scene, how long did that actually go on for when you were filming it? <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure Blake's head was in that box for I would say close to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer day, yeah. 
Yeah, it was a hot summer day, and the basement smelled like cat urine because, like, the cat that Elliot had killed and they killed my cat, his first creature, was actually obviously still alive and was living in uh, his, his basement. Wow. So he had, he had peed all over this mattress that he later, like, he uses in that scene of the fireworks where he jumps out of the window and the fireworks are <laughs> oh, yeah, going up. That's, like, the piss-stained mattress. So, like, the basement smells horrible. Blake, yeah. like Blake, yeah, and Blake is diabetic and like just what you know was really, really in a lot of pain. Uh, but yeah. Elliot was totally like you know did not didn't really clue into any of it. <laughs> you know, Jarrett. One of the things about Elliot is he's a liar, right? But it, it, there doesn't seem to be a, apart from in the weird relationship with with um, his missus, there doesn't seem to be any malice in it. Um, well, I I would say that there is a lot that doesn't have malice, but there is some that I think like hide his like sexual perversions and, and, and those kind of things. And I, I guess what really was hard for us in the end was going back and thinking about our experience through the film and wondering if he'd always kind of been unfaithful to Linda through the whole time. And, and um, so there was, you know, there is, yeah, he's very, I think because he lives in his own world, um, maybe he doesn't see it as, you know, something harmful, but there was, there was a lot of, you know, I think he was hiding a lot of things that he was ashamed of through he, these, these tall tales. Matthew, here's the thing I don't get. Here's a cu- there's a couple of things I don't get right. And I've worked in TV and I've made documentaries, not anywhere on the scale of this, TV documentaries, you know, about video games and stuff. But I don't get how you, how he invited you to film his infidelities he invited you to go to a really messed up unsexy orgy and film that how did that come about well i mean we had been filming for uh, like, about like two years at that yeah. point like, yeah. so we, we were just kind of part of elliot's background after a while we were there so often and that's the you know the the bonus we had is that we had access we we're close enough by that we could just drive down there for a few days and um so i and also i think we were feeding some kind of need that elliot maybe didn't realize he had so we were there we're you know I, i'm not i'm not sure it's like i, I was in trouble with this because i feel like it's I, I know less about Elliot now than when we initially started because we had Jared and I would have all these theories about why he's doing what he's doing. Of course, he's the main character of our movie, so you have all those questions. But in the end, I, I honestly can't tell you why he invited us there. Jared, why did like we had been told? I sorry, we just we've been told by uh, by Blake that we were going to a transvestite party. Oh yeah. That's so I mean, and this all happened on one weekend that we decided to come down randomly, and like Linda wasn't home. So I think mm-hmm. we got to see a side of Elliot that we didn't see most of the time because you know Linda was there to make sure that he wasn't doing anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but anyways, yeah, how we got there was just totally you know Elliot's doing. Um, the, the spoiler alert, guys! At the end, it kicks off. Which one of you was he going to beat up? <laughs> Jared. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, he was. He was going to beat me up. Yeah, and um, it's weird because I, I, until I, 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 I up until that moment in the film, <laughs> you as you as the filmmakers had been pretty silent. We didn't get to yeah. literally and metaphorically hear your voices throughout much of the film. Um, why at that point did you become so vocal and basically grass him up for for cheating on Linda? Um, well, I kind of had enough. I think that um, as just a person, I guess I, I kind of lost the like. 
I kind of just lost my focus in that moment. I was just so mad because Linda, like I, we had really kind of went down that weekend to talk to Linda about what we were concerned about with her life, like uh, and with Elliot. So but when, when he had done this and this woman of the night had come to his, you know, had been with him in Linda's bed and Linda had found out and said that, you know, she asked us to stay. That's how we filmed that scene. And also said that it was done between her and him. Yeah. So um, through the course of the argument, which lasted over an hour, um, that scene, you know, over an hour of them arguing, you could see Elliot breaking Linda down. And then at just at that point, I just said, kind of had enough. I think I, I was just really like, uh, I just got emotionally invested. And it was something I'd never done before. And it really was just that moment. And I think I spent the last two years thinking about what if yeah. I would have done things differently. Well, you also said, get out of here, I'm going to pound you guys. So it was kind of like an instinctual reaction, to, you know, how you reacted to that kind of, you know, aggressively. Because, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to. I mean, obviously you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to go about it that way, but I'm just saying that, like, you know. It's, did, um, did, Elliot try and, did Elliot try and block the film being released? Because he um, gets busted on so many levels. The fact that he's not a karate champion, the fact that he's been cheating, the fact that he goes to these weird, unsexy orgies. The fa- you know, his whole, his whole <laughs> life of lies is, is reduced to rubble in your film. Did he, um, yeah, the whole coma thing, did he try and stop you releasing the film? No. no. Um, no. It's, it's kind of a complicated... Well, after the movie uh, transpired, I mean, that's what makes it kind of so mysterious, and I'm sure it kind of fans the flame that people think maybe this isn't, you know, maybe he's a, just a made-up character or an actor, because he did disappear after the filming of the movie for a while. We had a contact yeah. with him for a long time. Um, yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he didn't try to stop the movie, but he also, like, uh, tried to press charges, and we had the police involved for a little bit. There's, like, other stuff that happened where he was telling lies to the police about how we had beaten Linda up. And mm. so the movie got, like, really, like, the whole relationship was obviously broken. But um, he was in Inner Mongolia, so he didn't he didn't have access to any sort of now, this Facebook is, or Now, this is, now, 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 listen, right? Now, <laughs> we just had a tweet. God, these guys are good, right? And, and, and um, again, let me put my sceptical hat on, right? He's gone to Mongolia, and he doesn't have access to Facebook or Twitter or the internet. He he is such an egomaniac, right, that it, I cannot believe that he is not on social media somewhere. Well, he is. He is on a, on, China, on a Spanish website uh, called uh, FetLife. Yeah, you can reach him on FetLife. That's about it. It's like the Facebook yeah. of the fetish world. Yeah. Yeah. So you could get him on that if you if you wanted to look up Fet Life Elliot White Lightning. Um, if anybody that's listening wants to do that, you can find his profile. Okay, if, any, but, if anybody's um, listening can can do that. Chaps, uh, by, yeah. by the way, if anyone has not seen this film, it's such a joy. It's you know whether it's fake or real, and you know you guys are good. It is it is such a joy. It's on Netflix in this country. It's on Amazon Prime. I think you can watch it on YouTube. Chaps, I've got to play a, play a couple of adverts. Can I? Can you stay on hold for a couple of minutes? Is that okay? Okay. Oh, Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Well, there we go. This is the first film ring. We've got Jarrett and Matthew, who are the uh, the people behind the movie I've been banging on about all week. Kung Fu Elliot. Beef, Katia, Julie, uh, stay there. We'll come to you after this. 0844-499-1000. I've got some no-mark. What's his name? Graham Mack, who um, is a blogger and a vlogger, giving me hassle because we're not talking about that. 
the thing that everyone's been talking about all bloody day and is really boring. Let's have a break, Graham. Let's have a laugh. Let's talk about life and humour and art and Kung Fu Elliot, uh, which is, a, is just a brilliant film. Uh, I did, uh, we've got um, uh, Matthew Buckman and Jarrett Bellivo, who are uh, the gentleman behind the film, on the line, all the way from Canada. Thank you very much indeed. We, I did a, I did a, I did a Twitter poll earlier on, okay? Kung Fu Elliot, is it A, real, B, fake, C, f- uh, a little bit of both? We had 224 votes, 16% said real, 39% said fake... <laughs> <laughs> and 45% said a bit of both. Now, here's, here's what, and I keep, I keep swinging around all over the place, right? Here's where I am at the moment, right? A lot of the people in the film, um, were real. Like the guy doing the music and Blake and all of that, they, they were real, yeah. right? But Linda and Elliot were, um, either, we'll put up jobs and and you were kind of uh, you know it's that it's that virtual reality you had a couple of actors surrounded by people who thought the whole thing was real how how does that sit with you do you take that as an insult Matthew? i think it's a compliment cuz you know like I, I we work on documentary films but also you know looking at these narrative films too so it just makes it seem like good writers like i don't mind the comparison at first i was upset like oh the documentary filmmaker, how could they not, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a compliment, really. I, it's not true, um, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, um, I don't know, it's a really tough thing. I mean, for mm-hmm. us, I mean, the whole movie is a little bit about, like, lying and untruth, and so there, it's like, you know, it's mo- made it motivated by this idea of a man who, like, lives in his own world, so mm-hmm. a lot of it's made up because of a lot of it is just happening in Elliot's head, yeah. but... Um, so it's a tricky thing that it's a tricky question. There are people who have picked up, we, we have, my audience have really, really deconstructed this, right? And I've had loads of people, including my producer, Catherine, who you spoke to briefly before you came on saying there are clues in the film. There are lines about movies being smoke and mirrors and that, um, you know, that, that, that movies are are make believe. Okay. Let's, 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 let's assume that it is a real documentary. How does it make you feel that people, people are questioning your integrity? Does it upset you? Does it excite you? How does that make you feel? Um, well, I, I think it's twofold. I mean, we're, um, it's, it's great to have created something so unbelievable that people are not believing it. Um, but, you know, and sometimes it's frustrating that people can't just accept that people like this exist and, and that uh, we are just in the right place at the right time to capture this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, there, there's been a lot of frustration because I think that a lot of the documentary film festivals denied the movie's entry because they do not believe it to be real. Right. So, um, so there was a lot of mixed feelings, but um, in the end, I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad that people are super engaged with the movie and care enough to be talking about it. You know, that's true. Yeah, but at, yeah. at the same time, it was like split though, because I mean, there are a lot of really great documentary festivals that we get into that, well, you know, that believe it to be yeah. real too. So it's like it is kind of down the middle. So. I don't know. I initially thought it was more frustrating, but I'm kind of getting on board with it more. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, are you okay? Are you okay to take a couple of calls from my listeners? I promise they'll be nice, and if they're not, we're here. We're here as long as you need us. All right, brilliant. Okay, uh, listen, it's not one of those... Sh- this isn't, I really want you to know this isn't a stitch-up. It's not one of those shows where we get people to come on and be angry. Uh, we've got people who've got genuine questions, and I'll, you know, I'm kind of on your side. Uh, let's go to Lee. Lee, you're through to Matthew and Jarrett, the makers of Come Through Elliot. What would you like to say? Well, I, I may have blinked at some point, because I was getting very confused to what time scale we're in. 
Um, some scenes you had LCD screens and people using digital cameras, and other screens I noticed it looked like the eighties. It was. Well, it wasn't filmed in the eighties, for crying out loud. No, no. Is that what you're? Is that, is that what you're asking? Was it filmed in the eighties? No. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was some time travel going on. Well, how how long was it? Was did it take to film it? How long were you with Elliot? Okay, but do you mean like his movies? I think that maybe that's the thing, the footage you're talking about that looks like super old. Um, Elliot, like. Sorry, I think it's the scene like, with Blake. The scene with Blake. Okay, all right. Well, maybe Blake hasn't got a lot of money and he's just got a crappy old TV. That's a possibility. <laughs> I think that's, that, that, that's part of it, right? I mean, some some of these people are of a, a lower economic status, and then some of their places look like the '80s or the '90s. But you know, it's so like I remember thinking, you know, certain footage, like, oh wow, a lot of stuff looks old. But then they talk about Facebook and you see a flat screen, so I get it. <laughs> Let's talk about one thing, too, though. We didn't own a camera to make this movie, so um, you're talking about two, two guys that were on extreme budget here. So we used, five different, we used five different cameras ourselves to shoot the documentary because we had borrowed cameras from friends. So yeah, the camera kept getting better, too. <laughs> yeah, so some of the cameras, and we did shoot the reenactment with a red and, like, a professional, you know, crew when, about Elliot's, like, head injury. So that was a, a red yeah. camera. But, like, yeah, just through the normal filming, we had so many different cameras that there is a slight style change to the way the foot- some of the footage looks. Okay. Because mm-hmm. right, one start. camera in particular, um, yeah, so one camera in particular has, like, shallower depth of field and those kind of things. So, All right. Lee, thank you very nature. much. Let's, let's yeah. get beef on the line. Beef, you're through to Matthew and Jarrett. What would you like to ask them? Hi, good evening. Um, thanks, Matthew and Jarrett, for coming on and talking. What I wanted to ask is, because like, I've looked at all the YouTube, all the social media for Blake, for Blair, and everything like that. Trying to start out, they're real guys, and like uh, Ian said, they vanished off the face of the planet. What I'm trying to figure out, and I think this is what I'm struggling with, is that his parents didn't want to appear in the documentary. Now, surely when you went and spoke to them, like, doing the whole movie and everything like that, they must have said, yeah, he's always been a bit of a fantasist, a bit of a dreamer, or... Now, I, I've seen people who've made fan movies and everything like that. They have a very unusual mindset. But this guy seems to be like a bit of a Pied Piper, and he gets people, he brings them in and sort of adopts their life story into his own and twists it and turns it. But did anything, when you spoke to his parents, give some clue that this guy isn't a full ticket? Because by the end of the movie, it seems like he's using you when he has to help a rather ample lady with a wardrobe malfunction. He knows he's wired, so whatever he's saying in the privacy of the bathroom knows he's being recorded. So it just seems a bit weird. Well, well I think you're, you're right that, uh, you know, there's a bit of him using us, uh, us using him possibly, a little back and forth of that. Obviously, we want him to be a subject of our movie. He wants, you know, whatever form of publicity or ways to make him feel good. I do think he, that he didn't remember, though, as far as the lavalier mic. Because we were filming all day that day when he went to the washroom and said that, you know, let that little information slip about him. There's, and a, there's, there's a scene, there's a scene, let me explain, there's a scene where um, he encourages a very uh, well-proportioned young lady to wear a very, very tight capsule, and in the bathroom, he goes and helps her get changed, and he's still wearing your microphone, and he says, God, I'd like to do some really rude things to you. I, that, that was, it, yeah. that, it, that was, I actually believed that scene because when you're wearing a, I'm assuming he had a wireless mic on, when you're wearing a wireless yeah. mic yeah. all day, you forget you're wearing it. Yeah, we'll have a Robert Durst in the jinx, right? So, I mean, come on, yeah. can happen to Elliot. And, and we'll give you, I guess, one idea too about, like, I think you mentioned something about his parents and, uh, yeah. and not wanting to be in the documentary. Like, we, when we went to see his folks, 
this is a direct quote. We said, well, would you mind being interviewed? And they said, we, we'll have nothing to do with this documentary because we have no idea what Elliot has told you. Yeah. So, you know, that's what their feeling was because Elliot, one thing that you have to understand, Elliot has had several other lies that we found out about at, like since the beginning of the documentary. Like when he was 17, he was telling people in months in our hometown that he was in a famous, like he was in a famous band that toured Japan. And he used to walk around with guitar and like women would like, he would have groupies. So like this movie, you know, this Kung Fu, like karate master is just like one role that he's played. Yeah. My sister, my sister, who's listening in New Zealand, this is truly international with you in Canada and us in London. She says, if you guys were on uh, quotes, an extreme budget, how could you afford to go to China at short notice? Boom. She's got you there. No, no, no. That was short, that <laughs> oh, was short no, notice. Sure, no, that's great. Right. It cost well. That would cost five. It was only five thousand, and we had uh, we were luckily had friends that had uh, air miles. Yeah, so we, we drove. <laughs> we, we drove like several provinces away, or, yeah, to, or sorry, the next province to Ottawa, and then we had to fly out of Toronto and like call in a lot of favors. And it was very last minute, so we weren't even sure Elliot was going to go. So yeah, and yeah. also uh, Elliot told us with a week's notice ourselves that he was going to China, which we didn't believe obviously because we weren't believing yeah. that much. And we we're like, oh, you're going to China? Sure you are. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to the airport, airport tomorrow. Do you want to come and film me? We're yeah. like, oh, man, he's really going to China. And, and, and one other thing, too, that will just, just show you how crazy we are. We were going to China without knowing where he was exactly. And the only reason we found out was because the person I was staying, we were staying with in Ottawa had a friend who spoke like Mandarin. And, uh, and <laughs> was able to call and find out what hotel he was at. So... Um, but we had faith that we would find him. But uh, mm. we're talking like, you know, a little budget. What I mean is like we had no other support than our own jobs. Like okay. that was what was paying for it. And then small yeah. investments from people. All right. Let me let me bring Katia in. Good evening, yeah. Katia. You're through to uh, Jarrett and Matthew. What do you want to ask them? Oh, hello there. Uh, well, I'm just so excited about uh, this. It's just got my imagination going. In. I'm trying to find that they killed my cat, and if I can't find oh, it, yeah. someone has got to do oh, it. Yeah. The well, this is the thing. This is the thing, guys. Because I emailed yeah. you and I said, guys, yeah, yeah. can you get? Have you got a copy of They Killed My Cat? And you replied, Yeah, but only on DVD. I replied, Is there any chance of ripping it and sending it to me? You didn't reply. Well, and it's not, not on, on purpose, YouTube. It's not, it's not on YouTube. It's not on eBay. It's nowhere. We only have a, yeah, well, we have a DVD, DVD that we got from Elliot. We gave several copies away. We had an unfinished version of Blood Fight, because that wasn't really finished. And then we had his, his uh, other movie, Walker and the Hero, too. On DVD. We'll, talk, we'll tell you something about these movies. He, he yeah. said, you know, he said he sold 10,000 copies. He sold, like, 200. Yeah. So... Um, they're kind of hard to find, but uh, two copies just did sell recently on eBay. Um, and um, so, like, you know, there are a couple out there, but it's it's not very many, obviously, because they're, they're kind of collector's items. Katia, does, does I, that... I don't know, because I, I'm a fan of really obscure movies, like, you but, know, dead movies and everything. But, and I've found some really, really, but really Katia, Katia, stuff. If, if, yeah. if, if a guy is, is, is self-publishing uh, DVDs, that's yes. different to even getting... You know, a limited release on a yeah. small indie label. That's a guy who's literally, uh, yeah. you know, b- b- packaging them at home and, and selling them outside. Yeah, the but, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like Linda paid for them all, so I mean, she. I think she bought two hundred copies of They Killed My Cat. So and this and this happened in like, 
you know, rural New Brunswick, you know, like Moncton, yeah. Brunswick, and, and, and Halifax. So, um, but we, we're trying our best. Like, if we could get back a hold of Elliot and try to help him get his movies to the world, we'd love to do that. I mean, we don't hold any hard feelings against Elliot. We would love to have brought him to film festivals, and I don't know if that would have been a good or a bad thing, but... And we have been um, speaking to him since, too. Yes, yeah, so we actually did get spoken to everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, just keep in touch with us through our Facebook page. And if we ever can, like, get together, like, a release of his movies or, oh, uh, you know, we, we lo- we, we're, we're looking forward to doing that, hopefully. At you, when was the last yeah, time I mean, you... Go on, sorry. Well, no, I was just saying, no offense to you. I mean, we should have asked you back, but also we want to talk to Elliot first. He's just a hard guy to get a hold of before we just send you, you know, his yeah. movie. So his movies are what they are, but we want to get his permission, right? When was the last time you spoke to well, him? I'll put you on. <laughs> when did you last speak to Elliot? Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke to Elliot before uh, Fantastic Fest, so it was a year and a, a year ago. Okay. And oh, we yeah. were trying to fly him over from Inner Mongolia to go to Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. because uh, Tim League of Draft House was uh, like considering to like doing uh, a debate with him over about martial arts. Yeah. Um, so at Fantastic Fest, so we tried this big thing, and Keanu Reeves was there, and we tried to use that to our advantage, because obviously John Wick is bad. Yeah, because John Wick's actually a lot like they killed my cat. It's just they killed my dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a tweet. There's a tweet yeah, here from uh, so. the Beefhead who says uh, these guys are either the M Night Shyamalan of uh, documentaries, or they've just pulled a 21st century Blair Witch. <laughs> Honestly, they, I keep saying it over and over again, but people saying that is is, is you know it's a, it's a compliment because they're saying we're really good writers, but unfortunately, as far as Creating a yeah. character like Elliot, we didn't. We didn't do it. He's real. It's, yeah. Reality is stranger than fiction. Sometimes it's true. It's Let me bring- I, I think that one. I guess one thing that we really like went on was a hunch. Like that we started this movie with a hunch that there was a bigger story there, and, and mm. it, there turned out to be. And I think most documentaries start like that, and, and some of them are able to come together because like things happen, and some of them aren't. So we were just able uh, to be able to be in the right place at the right time, and to have a guy that was super excited about telling his story and being in front of a camera. So it wasn't hard to be there with him. He was excited let to me, have us there. Let me bring uh, Julie uh, into the conversation. Evening, Julie. What, what, what do you want to say to Matthew and Jarrett? Well, number one, I watched the film three times, okay, and I really engaged with it. I felt a bit like I was back at school. Doing three times? And, wow. That's, that was, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> creepy. I've got, I've got two points I'd, I'd like to make. Go on. First of all, I mean... Um, Elliot kind of, he, he shows a classic narcissistic personality, you know, with regards to only himself, no one else. Now, if that's the case, I would have thought that he would have been on it, you guys, constantly for, oh, let's make another one, uh, let's do this. I'm, I'm supp- I, it just doesn't make any sense, personality-wise, for him to then kind of fall off the place of the, uh, face of the planet or not be interested in kind of getting in on the action. That's my first point. Um, my second is that I, mm. I don't think... It, <laughs> I think that Elliot's based on a real character, but how, you know how sometimes maybe at school you've got the kid who says, oh yeah, my, I've got a banana tree in my back garden, or I've done this, or I've done that, or guess who my dad is. I think maybe it's based on somebody that you know, who is maybe, you know, fantastical, but that you made a documentary around the character that you know, so that rather it actually being him. Does that make sense? Well, I, 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 sorry, I just had to tell you guys something. With the movie, you know, the movie I'm Not There, starring Joaquin Phoenix, where he acted for a year and yeah. to be crazy on David Letterman. Well, they eventually said, this is a joke. We have nothing to benefit from not 
revealing that. That would get people excited. We have no reason to keep this act up if it's an act. And it is not. I, that's all we can say. Is that like, yeah. benefiting from saying, we, we look like better directors probably if we said, oh, we made up these characters. We're geniuses. We just yeah. have to be there and capture it in a certain way. Julie? Uh, so Elliot is not an um, a, a, a actor playing the person of Elliot that you've known previously, no? No. No, Elliot... Where did you go to school with Elliot? Yeah. All right, listen. Um, yeah, we, I went to high school with Elliot. Uh, and, like, um, no, I think that... I think that's what's confusing is just the access, maybe, and just the, the how open he is to la- to allow his life to kind of unravel in front of the cameras. But um, mm. Elliot had was living so many different lives to so many different people that I think that a lot of times he just didn't know what he had told us and what he had. Yeah. Um, so, but no, Elliot is a real person. Linda really loved Elliot, and Blake really believed in him, and uh, and Blair really thought he was writing a theme song. Blair, major, Blair inspired, you know, inspired by American movie. Tiger. G- gentlemen, listen, I was going to talk yeah. to you for half an hour. Are you okay if we do the full hour? Is that all right? Oh, yeah. We're cool. All right, listen, I've got to do a few more ads. Stay there. We've got Matthew and Jarrett. Um, we'll ask about Linda in a minute, who is um, Elliot's long-suffering girlfriend, whether she's still on the scene and whether they've spoken to her. Gatford, Tris, Tom, um, we'll come to you. Let's have a quick break. We have to clear up a couple of things, OK, because um, the, the, the people are listening intently. Johnny has picked up on, on something that, that, that Matthew and, and Jarrett just said, and Grace Dent, who is kind of like an expert on these things, has picked up on something. Let's, let, let's do these two points, first of all. Um, I don't know which one of you gentlemen it was, but one of you said you went to school with Elliot. Johnny has just said, they yeah. just admitted going to school with him. If that's true, they'd know he was a liar. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I went to school with him, but he went to every high school in, in Mountain and Riverview. I, I, I knew him. He wore, he wore a trench coat and a bundup shirt. I went to school with him. I didn't ever talk to him. But one thing is, let's clear something up. We knew Elliot was telling some tall tales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. We, we thought they made the movie interesting. We, don't, we, don't, we did believe that he, he did have a dead wife, like his wife had died. We did believe that he had karate training somewhat. Like, we did... But we didn't. We didn't know that he was saying some tall tales. But we thought, if anything, it was more interesting, and we thought Linda was in on those. Um, but we never knew the extent of what he was really hiding. So that yeah. was shocking to us as any anybody that sees the movie. Yeah. So, um, so by no means are we trying to say like, hey, we didn't know anything, and like it, everything caught us by surprise. Like some things are kind of laughable um, right from the get go. But if if anything, it just became more interesting for us. Yeah. And Grace, Grace Dent, who is a, uh, Grace Dent, who's a writer over here and is, is an excellent writer and listens to the show, she's just said that the last caller was spot on. There's no way Elliot would avoid publicity. Well, well Elliot was in China, Mongolia, so he, was, he moved there. I mean, oh, in the movie, you can see him training to, yeah. uh, to do doing some massage therapy. Well, he also was, wanted to teach English. And, he, and if you go on our Facebook page, you can or IMDB page, you can see an update from the teacher that actually hired him and fired him from his job in Inner Mongolia. So, um, you know, there's a lot of evidence out there that you can find to support what we're saying, um, and not all just because there's, we're saying it or from there's, us. There's but, not a lot. Trust um, me, I've, lo- I've looked. I've spent yeah, the last week yeah, scouring. There's some. There's some. But you can, you can find them on FetLife. It's F-E-T-L-I-F-E. It's a fetish website. It's the Facebook of the fetish world. FetLife. Elliot showed us his site when we were filming with him, and then when we couldn't get a hold of him through Facebook when he went to China, because they don't have Facebook in China, we just like, okay, let's try FetLife. 
send him a message, and then that's how we started and, talking to him again. So. And honestly, if it was a big, like, joke, wouldn't we continue doing his Facebook and Twitter? Do, like, a lot of fun with Elliot's fake Twitter account? Like, I just feel like if this was a marketing restraint, it stupid on our part. All right. Maybe you guys have got a lot of time on your hands. I don't know. Maybe your careers haven't worked out. We will find out what you're up to. Well, we obviously have a lot of time on our hands. We filmed Elliot for two and a half years. I know. We will, we will find out. Matthew Jarrett, we will find out before we go, you know, what you're up to at the moment. If there's any other stuff you want to plug. Let me just squeeze. We've got time for three more calls, I think. Let's go to Tom. Tom, what would you like to ask them? Hi, yeah. I, I just watched the film earlier and I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. I started off very sceptical, but then went on the internet and looked at all the YouTube videos. They're from six years ago. So I'm now a believer. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. There is a, there is a lot of um, yeah. There's a lot of there's a couple of blog posts from 2011 and 2010. The videos are from years ago. But what what do you want to ask them, Tom? Uh, yeah, in in in, in the um, orgy scene, <laughs> how did you get everyone's permission? Yeah, because I wouldn't have liked to give them the permission if it was me. <laughs> well, yeah, the rest of so yeah, was part of, like they were turned on. They loved it. The guys were the cameras were there. Yeah, I think that was the easiest. Those were the easiest ones yeah. to get from anybody. Um, it, was, it was it was really awkward at first. Like we just Jared and I were just kind of standing in the corner. We didn't know really how to approach it. And then they're like, "Who are those guys?" And Elliot's like, "Oh, they're they're filming me. They're doing a movie about me." And then there was like a long pause, and we're like. Do you guys want to be in the movie? And they're like, sure. So <laughs> we just started yeah. filming, and and let's let's like put this into perspective. We thought we were going to a transvestite transvestite party, which we thought was weird enough. Um, and then we walk into this house that's like kind of really gross. There's like a like pet rats on the floor, and the, oh, the larger yeah. woman the larger woman is like got needles around her belly button, yeah. and just two phobies of mine. We, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't start filming right away. I think that. Any, anybody that's done a documentary knows that you need to have people's permission and also that they have to be comfortable. We, so we hung out with them for probably 40 minutes before we even started shooting any footage yeah. um, to kind of just like kind of get into the, the yeah. whole thing that was happening. Um, but yeah, their, their uh, releases were super easy to get. Um, yeah, they signed them right away. They thought it was awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's get a couple yeah. more calls in. Gapford, you're, you're, you're through to Matthew and Jarrett. What do you want to ask them? Hello. Yeah, go on, Gapford. Oh, hello, sorry. Uh, guys, I love the film. Two very quick questions. One, um, how much extra footage have you got that you didn't use in the film? What, of the orgy scene? <laughs> oh, just, you just mean the movie in general, Gatford. Sorry, you just mean yeah, the movie so, in general. Yeah, how much extra footage yeah. have you got that you didn't, you didn't include in the movie? Uh, we have a hundred, lot. Yeah, 136 hours of footage, I think, in total is what we had. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like two, two years, a little over two years of filming, like a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, so quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, tons of stuff. So a lot. Go on, Gaffer, what's the other question? The second question is, how on earth would anybody ever let them let Elliot stick needles in them? Why on earth would you ever let them? <laughs> <laughs> well, he trains to be an acupuncturist, doesn't he? Who yeah. gives permission well, to let him do that? Well, he was never successful. He never actually went and uh, practiced as an acupuncturist. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that never came to fruition. But, uh, yeah, I know. Well, we were, we were concerned about it, obviously. We, we did have some concerns because we had seen him massaging. In the movie, you can see him doing a head massage, and he looks really into it, you know. Yeah, the young lady, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we were always concerned about what was going to go on with there. But, that, yeah, he never finished that course, luckily, like, oh, in his 
like complete form. So he, he never. We had no worry of him actually practicing. Have you, is, yeah. Li- is Linda still around? When was L- Linda is um, uh, Elliot's long-suffering girlfriend? And I'll be honest, uh, the, for, for, the, mm. for a lot of the film, I'm on Elliot's side because she's a right miserable so and so and quite mean and moody. <laughs> but then towards the end, when his when his infidelities become apparent and obvious, and that he's a fantasist, yeah. obviously you know your sympathies kind of then well, my sympathies switched to her. When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, probably a year ago. Um, yeah. yeah, around a year ago, like when, after the movie came out, um, we was able to speak to her because after we lost contact with Elliot, like he made certain that she was against us too for a while. Okay. So, um, but they did, they did stay together for around seven months after the, we finished filming the documentary and then they did break up when he left to inter- like to go to China and Mongolia. So, um, yeah, so she, she was, um, yeah, she, I think she's um, in a new relationship, and I think she's happy, which is great, and, um, you know, moved on with her life. She's not making movies anymore. All right, let's get let's get the last qu- last caller is uh, Tris. Tris, you're through to um, she's not making movies anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Uh, you're through to Matthew and Jarrett. Tris, what do you want to ask them? Evening, fellas. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Blake. So if Elliot if Elliot dropped off the map and you couldn't you couldn't get hold of him, that's one thing. But the scenes in that film, like when um, Elliot's saying, "Oh, Blake's going to have sex with a load of transsexuals and stuff like that," if he ever try approaching yeah. you to try at least getting it edited or blocking the release of the film? No, uh, no, no, he's never. No, he never. Blake was never against anything that was in there. Um, and for one thing, I mean that was just Elliot, kind of like. And, you know, he didn't, I, I guess it was just Elliot antagonizing Blake, but um, Blake had no problem with the movie. I mean, Blake was pretty excited, and he's done that. We actually have a film Q&A that he did, and he's been part of, like, other, like, filming that we've done to promote the documentary. So he was, he was, a, he was a fan, and I, he's never mentioned that part, so it didn't seem like anything that concerned him. Go on, Tris, what are you trying to say something? Tris? Yeah, is, it, is that Q&A up online? Um, the the full Q and A isn't, but we can make it available for you, man. Oh, yeah. listen, man, put it online, and we'll 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 send everyone over there. Tris, thank you for that. And also, go on. Sorry, and also, we our um, director's commentary that we did for the DVD we're bringing out has like Blake and Blair doing direct uh, commentary well, with, as the movie plays. Let me well let okay let let me put my cynics hat on again. You've just said. What's the point in us carrying on this, if it were a fantasy? What's the point in us carrying on this fantasy when it was so long ago? Well, you've got a DVD to come out and sell, gentlemen. <laughs> Who's going to buy it if you came out and said it was a fake now? Yeah, well, we would be doing... The, we'd be lying, so why would we want to lie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, uh, first of all, it, it's a very hard thing to defend against after Elliot went to China. I'll agree. Like, <laughs> But yeah, we, <laughs> but we haven't been we haven't been benefiting for two years straight from going. Wow, that's going to be the best practical joke ever. Like I don't have that kind of patience for one <laughs> one one joke, like one punchline. Like it, it, like I was saying, it would benefit us if we had written it and then came out with it, because then people would be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can clearly see these guys can do like fiction films as well as documentary or affect the style of documentary. So it would be beneficial to us as filmmakers. One other point is that. In, in a movie, even if it's a fake documentary, you still have to have so-and-so playing such-and-such such a character in the credits. Yeah. We don't have that. We just have the people as their names in the credits, which we couldn't legally do if, it was, if they were acting as a role. We'd have to put their names in it, right? We, we, you know, we didn't have a, a budget to hire however many people showed up in the background and all this stuff. 
And I want to know who's the guy who's the guy that played Elliot and why isn't he acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. Like, like, why, where's his career? You know what I mean? Like, um, that yeah, guy yeah. want to come out now? Like, I'm, I just. Matthew, you know, and, Matthew and Jared, I'm listen. I'm a, I'm just I'm just about to tweet the 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 Twitter page, uh, the Facebook page. If you follow, if you're following me, I'm I'm going to tweet the Facebook page. If you if you're on Facebook and you look up Kung Fu Elliot, it surprisingly there aren't that many. It comes it it, it pops up. When is it coming out on DVD? Uh, we're well, we're doing it ourselves. So we're trying to get it out uh, by the end of August. I would say, man. Listen, yeah. when it when it when it comes out, send me an email and we'll give it a big plug on the show, and we, we'll get you back on as well if you want. What else are you work? Are you are you do you guys work together normally, or, do, or was this just a one off project for you two? Well, no, we we were together for a while now. I worked on Jared's first movie, but we've been mainly just doing commercial work and like paying the bills, and I've been working on a script, a uh, comedy script. So, yeah, yeah and. and I, we're just trying to like recuperate from this like incredible <laughs> investment in time and energy that you know the documentaries don't pay that well, especially when you don't get paid to make them. So we've been working on a lot of paying gigs and uh, yeah, looking at doing something else, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a documentary because uh, documentaries are a gamble. Yeah, I mean, not all of them will turn out as Kung Fu Elliot. So it's like you really need to be particular on what you uh, decide to spend your time to do. Matthew and Jarrett, you've, you've been yeah. such good sports. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And, you know, congratulations on what is a fantastic film. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for having us. It was our pleasure. Yeah. Absolute pleasure, guys. Keep in touch and let us know when the DVD comes out. Well, weren't they delightful? Weren't they delightful? Um, that was Matthew uh, Bokeman and uh, Balkman, excuse me, and uh, Jarrett Bellivo, who are the brains. I need an out time, please. The brains behind Kung Fu Elliot. If they're liars, they're bloody good, right? They're bloody good. And um, someone has s- uh, sent me the website that, that Elliot is registered on. It's not Set Life; it's Fet Life. Not safe for work. And I'm certainly not going to register an account. Does someone want to register an account on FetLife and find, um, I believe he was listed as Elliot White uh, Lightning Scott. Can someone do that? Because man alive, if we could get Kung Fu Elliot on this show, that would be the um the show to end all shows uh thank you we can listen we can carry on talking about that if you want um or we can talk about other stuff thank you so much for that thank you everybody who asked questions if you could give me an out time please guys uh thank you everyone who asked questions um and everybody who watched it thank you and can you let me know just on twitter um even if you didn't watch it did it work for you listening to that hour that's a whole hour of radio i thought we talked to them for about half an hour right if 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 you didn't watch the film did it work for um for you because it's an odd thing you're right Ed. yeah just doing this okay okay it's an odd thing to talk about a film that you haven't seen so i'm hoping you found it interesting thank you very much indeed there we go that's working now um i loved it what lovely lovely gentlemen i shall send them an email later on I've, i've just tweeted the facebook page if you type in Kung Fu Elliot and um, it, 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 on Facebook, it pops up. Go and have a, a look at it and, and, and you know, send them um, our best wishes and tell them that you, you know, tell them what you thought of the interview and what you thought of uh, the film. I'm still not completely convinced. I, 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 my take on it, Elliot did make They Killed My Cat. He did make a film called The Stalker. 
and those two gentlemen thought, oh, we could have a bit of fun with this. And um, there was a little bit, this is my take at the moment, and it will change because it has constantly changed since I saw this film last week. Um, they had this wonderful eccentric character and they perhaps introduced him into some some slightly staged scenes i don't know i have been in touch with one of the actors blake who's in the film and um found him on twitter found him on facebook sent him a message on twitter um and he kind of replied he, he he posted a couple of messages about an hour ago and then disappeared and shut up, which makes me think that that is a fake account. Oh, does it matter? Does it matter really? Because I love the film. I love chatting to them. I loved your questions. Um, that's what it's all about, isn't it? it it's a movie. It's a movie. Um, when the DVD comes out, they're getting my dollar. I'm at the front of the queue. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk radio. Well, that was fun. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We can talk about that. We can talk about anything. I, I mean, do, do we have to talk about that though? You know, that. I'd rather not. I'm getting grief from some no marks on Twitter because I'm not. But in fact, no, we won't. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home
one thing. <laughs> if you block me on Twitter, I've got two other Twitter accounts, guys. So I can I can hunt you down that way. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's not talk about the, the, that because it's boring and it's been all day. And some people are really upset and some people are really happy. By the way, congratulations if your side won. Um, but let's not, you know, let's celebrate life and love and, and uh, films and music and the fact it's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. The fact I'm going to go and see pets tomorrow. The fact that the first ever uh, uh, um, feature of uh, film A Ring, named by a racist, was a huge success and we will be doing it again. I don't know when, I don't know where. I need to find the right movie. Um, this show is unlike any other show on the radio, so I don't want any no-marks telling me how to do it. I know how to do it. It is instinctive. I connect to the spirit that drives the cosmos, and it guides me. And it guides me to say, you can call in about any old thing. 0844 But let's just avoid that, right? Because a lot of people are happy. A lot of people are sad. There's so many other outlets where you can talk about that. So many other outlets. This is probably... The only radio show on at the moment, certainly the only phone-in radio show at the moment, that isn't talking about that. So let's let's be that oasis, shall we? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back. Um, Alan's on the line. Hey, what, you, what the? What? What was that? Hip hip hip, Alan. How are you, bro? I'm very very well. Better than you. You sound like you got tuberculosis. Sorry, I'm calling nature. You're not having a whiz now, are you? I'm having a, a, a button. A, a what? You know the button you press for, to get rid of the swears? The button you press to get rid of the smell? No, the swear words. Oh, you're having a, you're having a dump now? Yeah. While I'm t- talking to you? Yeah. I'm talking to you, you're on national, it's only DOB and online, radio... Sat on the toilet, having a yeah. dump. Yeah. I wish we were talking about Brexit now. Thanks, Brexit in Allen. He had a referendum, and, and um, fifty-one percent of Allen said, "Dump it." I've got to leave. Fifty-one percent of Allen is leaving his body as we speak. Oh no! That's not what I wanted to talk about. Well, I wish you hadn't talked about it. I can't, I can't. How long do you think you'll be? I'm, I'm talking now. You're doing what? I've finished it. You're not going to wipe, are you, while I'm talking to you? No. I'm going to come back to you in a few minutes. I can't. That's left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh. Mike's on the line. Good evening, Mike. You're not um, em- emitting bodily um, secretions, are you? No, well, that's really cheered me up, actually. <laughs> Gosh, your life must be miserable. I'm pretty miserable today. Sleeping. I love cabbage. I wish he lived with me. <laughs> Do you know what? I bet, his, I bet his mum and dad wish he did as well, Mike. You can help find Kung Fu Elliot. I've not, I, I, I don't need to help to find it. I've found it. I'm looking at it now. Go on. You Have you well, just, have you logged into FetLife? I have, and I've used uh, the name Ian Lee. As oh, my username, no! So. Come on! Everyone's going to know... Sorry. Everyone's going to think I'm a pervert! It, it, well, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 there's, there's lots of, um, well, sod the advertisements. 
Yeah, for those for those who don't know, and, and let's not go into too much graphic detail, but FetLife it is a website that um, uh, that specialises in linking people with very very specific um, personal interests together. Um, and we have been told by the filmmakers Jarrett and Matthew that um, uh, Kung Fu Elliot is um, registered on there. Um, have you managed to find him? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Can so you got ninety five pictures on there? Right. All right. All right. Hang That's on a minute. Fine. I've Hold got. Oh. Can you? If I um. Can you? Would you mind if? Well, it's my name. Would you mind sharing your login details with me? Um. Why did I put in my password? Well, oh, crying out loud. Can I pass you back to Kath? Yeah. And she can get the details. I'll log in and then we can have a chat. Is that okay? <laughs> That's fine. All right. So go, you 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 talk to Kath. This show has um, taken a turn for the, a term for the worse. <laughs> hey, wasn't George Galloway good? Wasn't he good? Now, um, uh, uh, before you people, start, uh, last time I congratulated George. I think I congratulate. I don't know the fellow. I met him for the first time tonight. I love to say, oh, you congratulating him for, oh, he's a slime bag, oh, he's an anti-Semite. First of all, I don't think he's anti-Semitic. Secondly, I didn't say I agreed with everything he said. I certainly don't agree with a a large portion of his politics. I certainly don't agree with a a large number of things that he, um, uh, you know, targets he has honed in on. But do I have to like someone that I listen to on the radio? Do I have to agree with the politics of someone I listen to on the radio? No, 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 no. I agree with some of George's stuff, but not a lot of it. I certainly didn't agree with him on Brexit. Um, But I'm not so narrow-minded that I have to listen to people on the radio who agree with me on everything. Find that boring. First of all, I like to be stimulated. Um, I like to be made angry sometimes by a broadcaster Uh, i like to have my ideas and my ideals challenged and beyond all of that um he's a bloody good broadcaster whatever you may think about him i personally think that george galloway is an excellent broadcaster and if i if i'm honest his show tonight first show in right in the new the new regime okay and um he, he played a blinder i thought he played an absolute blinder oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand we will get the details of that pervert paradise after this i thought george did very well george how do you think you came across george you're a fanny well that's just you what george you're a fanny well i never don't be so harsh on yourself, George. George, you're a fanny. That's him. That's how he uh, builds himself up before the show. I could hear him in the in the toilet. George, you're a fanny. Just George, over... you're a fanny. Okay, so Kung Fu Elliot. The, it gets mysterious er and mysterious er. Mike, we've got your login to FetLife. Thank you very much for sharing that. You there, oh, Mike? Yeah. You're there. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I've here, looked, yeah. It's uh, you type in Elliot Lightning. And he pops up. And he updated his profile page five days ago. 
He's real. He's definitely rich, man. Yeah, he's weird, isn't he? Here are some pictures of him. There's a picture of him dressed as Superman. He looks nice in that, I thought. He does look nice in that. He... I'm going to message him. Oh, no, you... Well, you can message him. That's probably wiser that you do that. You can use your media charms. There's him with... What, you have a look, look. There's... Oh, yeah. There's... Uh, Kath's coming to have a little look. I thought they'd be mucky. No, let's... Um, we can browse... Oh. oh, there's a picture oh. of him on the bed with the leopards. My bed inside my new home. It would appear that he is living in China. There are some pictures of his... Okay, there are some... Have you seen the one in his nice yellow dress and his red hat? Um, yeah, over not... the top I saw that. Anna. Oh, God, yeah. There are some... There are a lot of pictures that look like they could be taken from the movie. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, there are actually. Yeah, picture of him Isn't as a that, sailor. Yeah. Um, and when he st- he stood on some rocks, thinking he's Jet Li or something. A lot of those pictures look like that. Well, they are taken from the movie. Have you seen him always like digging out the eyes of a couple of lamb chops? Yeah, yeah, that's in the, the mo- that's in the movie. Um, the, the last writing was all right. The last writing was three years ago. And the last update was five days ago, six days ago, six days ago, and then nine months ago. So, I mean, maybe those guys have, um, uh, right, I'm going to, oh, God blimey, I, I don't, could, would you be able to contact him, Mike? I, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll contact him, I'll send him a message and I'll give him my email, but um, you, you, can, um, you can keep checking the messages, because it's not a place I particularly want to uh, visit. What do you reckon, Mike? Is the film real or fake? Or a bit of both? I, th- I, I think real. If, if not, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And that, that, that bit with the going to that room that's inappropriately sized for an orgy. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing a suit. I don't know, I've never been to an orgy, I don't think I'd wear a suit to one. I'd wear some loose fitting tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> well, but but maybe he wanted to make. I'm gonna just gonna message the kinkster. Uh, <laughs> so it says that UK radio show. Maybe he wanted to make a nice impression. Is it how you do that at those type of events? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's the most unsexy. Um, <laughs> scenario one could possibly imagine, isn't it? It's it's a hideous... Well, just when his sat down, is that if he was wearing a vest or something? <laughs> he's wearing a waistcoat! <laughs> and the big, the big lad, st- he strips down to just a leather waistcoat! Oh, it, I, 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 it's a funny film. I don't know how... It's one of those movies I watch, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, Mike, Mike, listen, thank you so much for that. I'm going to, uh, listen, I'm going to um, send him a little message. I'm not going to keep the login oh. details because I don't really want to b- visit this place. <laughs> Would you, I'm going to give him my email address, so hopefully he'll email, email me directly. But if, if he sends you a message on there, would you let me know? I'll, to, I will, I'll check it once a week. <laughs> thank you, Mike. You're a good sport. Thank you, mate. Let's, um, uh, Tony, Katia, stay there. Let's hope Alan has finished his number two. Alan. Hi. Did you wash your hands? Yes, I did. Good lad. What you got for us? I want to talk about Scooby-Doo from last night. Oh, yeah. And you remember Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. It was the original theme tune. Well... And I saw a YouTube video which had all the Scooby-Doo entrance themes, oh. and that one, the Scooby-Doo show, was from 1976. All the Scooby-Doo themes? We, for anyone who missed it, last night we played the, the um, what I was claiming to be the original Scooby-Doo theme, but in Swedish. 
Um, but you're saying that that that, that, n- that was not the original Scooby Doo theme. No, that wasn't the original. It was Scooby Doo. Where are you? Oh, blimey! Well, in that case, Alan, um, I eat my hat. So it's not fried or grilled. Um, I I wish. The problem is, I'm too tall for hats. I do like I do like hats. A lot. I'm too tall for them, but I'm starting to get to the age. Since growing this ridiculous beard, that I'm going to let grow into a full grizzly Adams, right? Um, you really don't sound well. I don't give a stuff what anybody thinks about me and the way I look. I look quite preppy today. I'm wearing a Gap T-shirt that I got for my birthday. Um, but I, so I might just get. I might just. Um, I bring. I might bring in my fur hat on Monday. I, brought, I, I did buy some hats on. Um, what is, is that you breathing? No, it's the Tom Dwyer. Flipping it. Or is it? It's not a bit, bit more escaping, is it? No, 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 no. Um, okay. All right. Well, um, uh, Alan, thanks for clearing up the Scooby-Doo mess. And also, uh, I was a good hip 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 with John Galloway. He didn't have a clue what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, you phoned up Galloway and did a hip hip hip. There's a surprise. Of course he doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. He didn't want to listen to this rubbish. He, and I'm already a legend! Well, you say, you say legend, um, Alan. I mean, you're the first person I know of to take a dump live on the radio. Um, the double dump. <laughs> Where were you when you heard that? Tony's on the line. Good evening, Tony. Hello, Ian. How you doing, fellas? No, not so bad, thanks. Uh, and George, George is a very sparky person. As is another George, George Webley. Did you ever meet him? Um, Big George. No, I didn't meet him. Yeah. No, I didn't meet him. Oh, what a pity. Uh, but you must have heard him. Yeah, of course I have. I've got, um, I have one of my favourite clips of all time. One of, a, a clip from a Big George radio show inspired me to do my first ever solo tour. I can't play it, it's too rude. Oh, right. Uh, how long ago? I don't know. Roughly? What, was the, was the clip? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. I don't know. Well, all oh, right, yeah. No, I, I used to listen and talk to George uh, a lot. Yeah, he was good. And he was good. He wrote the theme tune to Have I Got News For You as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you Did you hear the story about how he did it? No, I didn't, Tony. Well, he was uh, he was pushed for time and sort of did it on that kazoo and uh, and um, and sent it to the uh, to the guy's answer machine oh. and uh, you know so uh, the guy who he uh, did it for picked it up uh, from his uh, answer machine and, it, and it's that very recording that they use. For, I think it was yeah um, uh, for the when they play out the uh, theme tune. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, we we did um, uh, musical things over the air. I uh, he asked me to play uh, on my guitar "Happy Birthday," oh. and uh, which I uh, got more or less right, but fluffed the last few notes, yes. which was very annoying. And uh, did you pick up that uh, question I gave you the other night uh, about um, chord backgrounds to uh, uh, to lyric? The what? You know. Uh, chord backgrounds to lyric, you know. So if you were, uh, say, for instance, singing um, "Blown in the Wind," yes, and you didn't know the chords, yeah, how would you decide what chords to play? Uh, well, what? Um, I don't understand the question. I would fudge it. I would either strum it so you couldn't hear what the chord was. Oh, right. Um, or, 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 you know, if, it, it, I could probably work it out quite easily. How? How, how, though? Well, just because through experience. 
Ah, right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Right, right. Yeah. What, 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 what answer? What answer? I, I, I have limited guitar knowledge, but I could, I would. Oh, I thought you I'd, could play well. No, I can play. A, I can strum a few chords, and that's it. But I could mm-hmm. strum. A, you, you, you kind of learn when you're strumming a C chord whether it's going to go to a G or a D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I just wondered if there was a uh, a theoretical background. You know, so that you could say, well, if you're singing this and it is in this key, then you're likely to use these chords. And I think that's possibly true, but my uh, musical knowledge is not that good enough. Yeah, to well, be there's able that, to and you it. know, you just you just know when where the chords are going to go. Like I can sit at home, I don't, I can't play the piano, but I can play majors and minor chords, mm-hmm. and I can kind of work out simple songs on there. You just go, mm-hmm. right, I'm playing a G, so it's probably going to be a C, and oh, is it going to mm-hmm. be? Oh, it's going to sound. It goes to an F. Okay, fine. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. Anyway, what I, uh, what I was really going to ask you... Oh, um, you mean we haven't got to it yet? This was the no. hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> oh, yeah, what I was going to about Kung Fu earlier, I only heard the last couple of minutes of those guys, but they sounded kosher to me. They were good, and, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they're brilliant. And um, if you could uh, sum it up without uh, activating the spoiler alert in a couple of sentences, what would you say were, about, was good about Kung Fu Elliot? It 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 was a good film. Oh, right, I like okay. I like watching it. It is about okay. a man who is an idiot. The end. Oh, really? Ah. There we go. And, I, and I, I hope that fills in um, the gaps of your knowledge. Kathy, you're right. You're looking flustered. You're looking a little bit flustered through the glass. Are you flustered because you want a cup of tea? Is that what you're saying, baby? You're flustered because you want a cup of tea. Hey, what are you doing on? You've been on already. Hello? Hello? Was, did you just drop one? Hello? I heard you drop one. Are you talking to me? No. I don't see anybody else here. Okay, I, I didn't hear my name. Oh, I, I didn't say that. it. Hello? I heard you drop something. No, you didn't. You didn't. It's the Alan did. You um, didn't do And well, you've been yes. on right. already. Can we call Canada? Because... I was on the Facebook page, and uh, there is, someone says, you can find uh, They Killed My Cat in, what is it, Spin It Records. And I've looked, I've looked online. Uh, but... so, 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 have you, have you tried ringing them? No. Could we ring them? Have you got the phone number? Yes. All right, well then, uh, um, what's the dialing code for Canada? Is it the same as America? Zero, 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 one. Okay, yeah, go on then. Okay, five zero six. Five zero six. Eight double five. Eight double five. Six treble one. See, oh, good use of the word treble there. Well done. Doesn't get used too often these days. Yeah. When are you going back home? Now that we've um, booted <laughs> your lot out. Yeah, I'm almost there. I don't know. Just uh, Soon scary, isn't it? Soon, well, no, anyway, no, it's great. Great. Got rid of you. Got rid of the slackers like you. <laughs> Hang on, it's ringing. What's the name of this place? Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, can I help you? Yes, I wonder if you can. My name's Ian Lee. I'm calling from Talk Radio. We're on the, in the UK. We're on the radio at the moment. I was wondering if you had any copies on DVD of the Elliot Scott movies, They Killed no. My Cat, or the, or the Strangler. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, of course I know what you're talking about. Do you, uh, do you really? Of course I do. <laughs> uh, I got the stalker and the hero for sale. How much are they, yeah. how much are they um, going for? That one's twenty five dollars, taxes included. Okay. Yep. Would you and would you be able to send them to the United Kingdom? 
Uh, we don't usually ship. Uh, you'd have to talk to my boss about that if he wants to do it, and he's not here at the moment. Okay. He, uh, He'll be here Monday. Okay. Um, so, but uh, have you? We're on the radio now. I hope you don't mind. We've just we've just done a whole hour dedicated to Kung Fu Elliot Scott and and, and the documentary. Did you did no, you ever, did you ever meet him? Of course I did. <laughs> what? When? When did you last meet him? Oh, it's been a couple of years now, for sure. And, and uh, how, well, did he just rock up to your shop and and, and sell the DVDs? Well, yeah, that's when uh, he was doing all the promotion for the for the movie. He came in here and took a couple of pics and stuff and whatnot and gave us some of his movies, and he would come in every now and then to see if any of them sold, and that was like a couple of years ago now. What was he uh, like? I say five, five years ago, maybe, five even more ago. than that. What was he like? <laughs> I'll just say unique. <laughs> <laughs> Very, what very else diplomatic. Can I, you Canadians. What else can I say? Um, and and um, have you seen? You know, there's a documentary about him, Kung Fu Elliot. Of course, yes, I saw that. I saw the documentary as well. Well, what did you think of it? Because there is some debate in this country as to whether the documentary is real or fake. What, what do you make of oh, it? Oh no, it's totally real. I oh, I saw the guy who made the documentary today. Actually, did you? Yes, I did. Which, which one, Jarrett or Matthew? Yeah, Jared. And, and what did he have to say? Was it? Was he? Were you talking about Kung Fu Elliot? This is weird. Oh no, no, no! We were just talking, just talking about random stuff. Wow. I, I've talked to him about Elliot enough over <laughs> the years. So apparently, yeah. Elliot has disappeared and now lives in Mongolia. That's the last I heard of of the whole uh, thing. Oh yeah, man! So. What's What's your name, my friend? I'm Dan. Dan, listen, Dan, you've been such a good sport, and you know what? Hey. You've, you've, I don't know if you've cleared things up or made the water even uh, more mur- murky. Um, should okay. I call back? Uh, listen, I, I, I would really appreciate if you could put those two DVDs to one side for me. Well, there's only, oh, there's uh, only one, one, actually. If yeah, you... the stalker and the hero. Uh, I'm sure if you call back Monday, yeah. uh, my boss would tell you if he'd be willing to ship or not it's I, not usually something we no, do but, i know, know. Uh, we, we'd be happy to kind of give your you know we're in we're in the uk i don't know what use we could do okay. but we, i would plug you on twitter i'll call back on monday if you put that to one side my name's ian lee um and uh, uh, what, what's your boss's name uh his name's patrick patrick all right i'll, I'll, I'll call yeah. on monday and see if i can speak to so, patrick so what did you say your name was again my name is ian lee uh, and you're, you're currently live on talk radio in the uk oh Awesome. And you've been absolutely <laughs> brilliant, Dan. You've been a really good... What's the name of the shop? It's uh, Spinet uh, Videos and Records. And, you, and are, you, are you in uh, Halifax? No, no, we're in Moncton, New Brunswick. Oh, OK. All right, brilliant. Dan, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate hey. that. Hey, no problem. Thank you, man. Take care. There we go. Katia! Wow. Katia! <laughs> that is... That is brilliant. Now, well, unless... Yeah. Jarrett... And Matthew have primed that guy, not just yesterday, but any point yeah. to say, yeah. look, if anyone phones up and yeah. asks about Kung Fu mm. Elliot, just say, yeah, it's real. Uh-huh. Unless they've done that, yeah. that is, that is, that <laughs> has changed the whole thing, baby. Put that in the podcast, Kath. That is, <laughs> Katia, you're a, you're a, a, a genius. You're like Poirot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We still got to send you back home now. Oh, oh. You foreigner. <laughs> hey, Katia, that was brilliant. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, well. Guys! Does that change things? We're te- we're, well, listen, okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get that DVD. 
and we're going to have an evening where we are going to hire a small cinema or a small venue and um people will be, you will be invited we'll sell tickets you will be invited to come along and watch with us and then discuss it how's about that yeah that's a date well you thought um the internet crashed yesterday you thought the internet crashed two or three weeks ago when people were registering to vote the internet has just crashed now with that revelation thank you katia that i say crashed there have been five tweets let me read them shippo hippo hashtag game changer Dave too. Katia has just been upgraded to gold membership. Andy Fov, just when you think it can't get any better, boom. Jeezy Creasy, this is incredible. Grace Dent, this changes everything. Doesn't it just? Oh, man. I've got to watch it again. That sun- Sunday was going to be... Well, Sunday I'm going to a judo tournament to watch my six-year-old um, win another trophy. Um, Sunday afternoon, I might blow him out to watch Kung Fu Elia. <laughs> I'm watching it again. Oh, that changes everything. Katia, well played. Well played. I- I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Carpet Martin says, you know what this means, though? Fet life has to be totally exhausted before you give up on getting Elliot on the show. This is the mission. We're going to we're going to do everything we can to get Elliot on the show. Um, and I'm going to I'll speak to um, don't anyone else buy it. I'm going to speak to Patrick on Monday and um, I'll get that DVD. I'll, we'll, I, I, whatever it costs, we will get that DVD um, and we'll have a movie night. You fancy coming like a Saturday or a Sunday night? We'll hire a small little venue. We'll charge, you know, a few quid on the door. You come and watch it and we have a Q&A and we'll see if maybe we can get um, either Jarrett or Matthew on Skype or something or or, or Kung Fu Elliot himself. If he can, um, um, if he can stop... Um, being Roger with a strap on because that's what it looks like from his, his, his page that that's what he's into which is great use for him and, and is you know well, well done oh i'm like oh i'm all a quiver i'm all a quiver it's getting to the point says andy where the hoax is so complicated finding a real elliot would be simpler um katia is the new miss marple who's the um um, oh, Emil. Remember Emil and the Detectives? Was that? Yeah. Oh, God, those books are boring. I used to read those books. I don't know why. Very boring. Uh, guys, this show is... Um, and you you still want me to talk about that thing? 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is why um, I, I enjoy doing this show so much, because it's just we can go anywhere, and uh, we can follow anything, and we just, you know... I'm speechless. If I'm honest, I'm absolutely speechless by that. Game changer. Um, Andy says, I really wish I'd done my homework now and watched the film. I've no idea what just happened, but it sounds really exciting. <laughs> I don't know either. But doesn't it sound exciting? 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Up until uh, midnight, so for the next 25 minutes or so, we will call you back. Don't worry, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of aware that um, this has been a little bit exclusive. Don't exclude any listeners. If a listener 
tunes in for two minutes, they need to be able to pick up what's going on, is what I've been told by every radio boss I've ever had, apart from here. And I, I don't agree. No, listen, if you want to like this, if you want to be part of the show, you've got to work, I'm afraid. That's why I set you homework for, guys. That's why I set you homework. If you haven't seen the film, the whole podcast is basically the interview with Matthew and Jarrett and us calling um, Spin It Music in Canada. Um, so you can you can listen to the podcast and watch the film. It's an accompaniment to um, the movie. Uh, you don't have to call in about that, though. As, as always on this show, um, it, this is kind of... Uh, this. I was going to say something that sounds really cheesy and clichéd. But, but I was going to say it, so I'm going to say it. This is kind of the antidote to phone-in radio, in that... Um, and by the way, we're getting so many new listeners all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, let me Give me two minutes to explain the show and set up the stall for those new ones. I, if you've heard this spiel before, go make a cup of tea or go and get in your pyjamas or something and, and come back in a couple of minutes. Um, I've been doing phoning radio for... like 12, 13, 14 years, something like that. And... Um, um, I'm a big fan of phone and radio. I listen to it, right? I listen to it all the time. I don't really listen to music radio, um, I, but I listen to phone and radio. LBC and talk, uh, talk radio back in the day and Radio 4 and some of the local radio stations and, all, you know, all of those things. And, and it really frustrates me when you get that. Well, in this hour, we're asking the following question. Because you wouldn't do that, would you? If you're going to meet your mates down the pub or, or, or go out for lunch, you wouldn't say, OK, guys, um, it's great to see you. I thought for the first hour I would ask you, do you think it's right that David Cameron has stepped down as Prime Minister? And then for the second hour, I thought I'd ask you, do you think it's time for Jeremy Corbyn to step down? And then for the third hour, I thought I'd ask you about sweets from the 70s. You don't do it. You kind of go in there. You go, hey, flipping heck. I watched this brilliant film the other day, Kung Fu Elliot, right? You won't, you won't, you won't believe it. Then you talk about that. And then someone will say, oh, that reminds me of when I used to do, um, um, karate at school. And we had this teacher. And then someone else will go, here, forget all that. Have you, um, um, seen my new car? And your conversation will kind of go like that. And your mate will come in looking miserable. Go, hey, what's wrong? You're, oh, I've just split up with my missus. And that's kind of how the conversation goes. And that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to recreate on this re- radio show. No, not recreate, because that implies there is something a bit false about it. That's the environment I'm trying to capture on this radio show, where I will sit here and I will talk about stuff that, I feel is important or stuff that has happened to me and isn't important or whatever. And you can call in and talk about that and follow the conversation or you can call in about what's happened to you today or a ridiculous thought that you had or, you know, we had the fellow there talking about chords to the guitar. Anything, anything, right? Very rarely do I kind of set um, uh, uh, parameters. I don't want to talk about, you know, you know what, tonight, please. Let's have a night off. We've got another two years of it, at least. And all of the radio today was extended broadcasts about... Oh, the, the, the excitement for me died after David Cameron resigned. It's like, oh, OK, right, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. OK, right, well, that, that, that's that. Let's get on with our lives, shall we? So let's let's avoid that. Apart from that, that one thing, anything else goes, OK? 0844... 
499-1000. Between now and midnight, we will call you back. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. So I did a terrible... I, I did, um... Well, I think I committed a... Uh, did I commit a crime today? I don't know. I did something terrible, right? I did do something that was, um... Inappropriate. Took my dog for a walk today. That's not it. She gets right on my nerves. She does get on my nerves. I... Permission to speak freely? Granted, thank you. It was a mistake getting a dog. It was a mistake. The, the cat now only lives up in the bedroom, and so the, the litter tray's up there, and so every time I walk into my bedroom, my eyes are stung by the acidic smell of cat urine. And the dog is annoying. Anyway, anyway, took the dog for a walk up a private posh road, because I live near posh places in it. And, um... She did, uh, she did a, a caddick. She did a number two. And, uh, searched my pockets for the bags to, you know, obviously, cause you've got a, you've got a, a, a kadump. That's it. So you've, um, you know, you've got to pick up the, 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 the bag, which is, which is the first few times you do it is humiliating. Once you get used to it, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll pick up a poo. And actually, it's 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 probably a good thing. For those who are under the age of 30, you won't know this. But the 70s, there was dogs everywhere. Everywhere. You were, every day, you were coming home from school having trod in dog muck. Oh, it was everywhere. The streets were literally knee-deep in dog muck. So it's probably a good thing. Oh, wait, 444 um, and, and the dog did a kadonk, um, outside some, a really posh, really, really posh house on like their sort of lawn. So I searched my pockets to, to, for the, 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 the bags to pick it up because I'd sorted the bags out when I left. I didn't have them. I didn't have them. It's on a really posh street. Loads of houses overlooking the area. And I didn't have the bags. I was stuck. I was in a quandary. So I did what I think any right-minded person would do. I mimed pulling a bag out of my pocket, bending down and picking up the dog feces and tying the bag up. And then sort of hiding in my hand. There was no bag. I did not pick up the dog poo. 0844 499 Um. I mimed it. And I felt... Well, I didn't feel terrible. <laughs> that would be... That would be... Don't you start criticising me, Lance. Delete your, your account. Lance is the guy that runs the... Um, Waterstone's Uxbridge account, who who posted um, this week, instead of nice tweets about films, filth, NSFW. Yeah, so stop it, son. Um, and I felt, I felt a little bit bad, but I, I was just dread. It was such a posh area. I was dreading. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Could you pick this up, please? Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Um, Will's on the line. Evening, Will. 
Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, babe, well, what you got for us? Oh, what have you got for me? I've only just tuned in. Well, that's all right. We, 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 um, it's been a busy show so far, and uh, the calls have dried up a little bit, which is absolutely fine. It's a Friday. It's lovely weather. Um, people are celebrating. People are commiserating. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit quiet on the films, on the yeah, phones. Yeah. Dare I mention the aforementioned? Uh, <laughs> what you got for us? Well, is it, is it, a, is it, a, is it a, a specific no-breaking special that someone we're on? Well, it's just, it's just, um... Or have we surpassed that now? It's just a little, it's just, it's, 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 it's kind of been everywhere today. And, um, I'm trying to offer tonight, and it may be, you know, I'm probably making my job harder because it would have been really easy to come in, open the phone lines and go, hey, well, how do you feel about what happened? I'm trying to create an oasis tonight where, um... We can we can sort of escape from that, and there there are people celebrating, and there are people sad, and I don't want people coming on and being nasty about the winners, and I don't want the winners coming on and 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 gloating. And also, we've got we've we, we've we've had what eight months, talk, six months talking about it. We'll have another two years talking about it. Will? Yeah, that's it. And the funny thing is, it's funny you mentioned the uh, uh, the slamming of the other side that people weren't happy with the result. But uh, I've I've met the people on Facebook who obviously. Will, I can't hear you. Can you speak a little bit? Like, I'm guessing you're on speakerphone because you're driving. Yeah, Can you speak up? Go on. I'm driving, mate. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, yeah, so, so there was somebody on Facebook saying, basically, it's funny how people become politicians overnight. Uh, basically, he was getting annoyed at people just voicing their opinion on the topic on Facebook when really they don't have much knowledge on it. But I think it's I think it's easy to compare it to a, a general election where people can be very angry at one party. But you know, it's something that affects all ages and especially the younger generation. So what you want to see now is having a thing on it. I don't think it should be bashed for not having enough but, but I've, I've seen it, I, I mean, I've seen it on Twitter, I've, I've seen both sides being, you know, this morning I, I tweeted an oh dear, because I was disappointed with the result, I didn't, I tweeted old flip, but yeah, didn't, I tweeted, and, yeah. and I, suddenly I had some bloke going, I had some bloke tweeting me, saying, um, well, you know where the door is. And I said, all right, mate, calm down. He went, well, listen, you haven't had to deal with, and I, I'm slightly paraphrasing, but he listed this, Polish immigrants, Romanian gypsies, Pakistani yeah. child abusers, and Somalian pirates. And I'm thinking, yeah. what the hell have Somalian pirates got to do with whether we're in or out of Europe? But I didn't engage because I didn't want to. But I've also seen, you know, I've also seen people who wanted to stay being quite unpleasant as well and it's just you know the other side won congratulations that some people on the remain side believe that they were lied to the the, the people who voted to leave we're talking about brexit will no we were talking about brexit Kath. Well, i leave you for five minutes i got i got sucked in will sucked me in wow. to talking about it Happens. but i did um you shut it down though right yeah 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 i did um yeah, I did get some guy talking about Somalian pirates and Pakistani child abusing uh, rings. Okay, man. Okay, you know. Um, congratulations if you won. You know, I didn't win, and it's all right. It's all right. Boris Johnson as, as prime minister, a bloody. Hell. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's what it's all about. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Can't be the only person that's done that with the dog poo, can I? Can I? I can't be. It must be quite common. I told you I, I've seen them um, dog walk. I don't get. 
professional dog walk profession what's your profession i'm a dog walker yeah no sorry your profession yeah i'm a professional dog walker i don't think you understand the word yes i do it means i get paid for it what but that's like your career yeah yeah yeah. but what's your main job i walk dogs what how is that a job what do you want to be when you grow up professional dog walker well i've seen professional dog walkers and it re- oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It really is uh, one of the um, <laughs> one of the slackest jobs ever. I bet it'd be great. You could you could you know if you were a bit of a boozer and a and a stoner. There's a phone call. Uh, it, thank you, mate. You could just do that. And I've seen them people walking about eight, nine, ten. I saw one once with twelve dogs, and the dogs were taking dumps everywhere, and they weren't picking up or anything they're just letting them get on with it outrageous behavior oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number um you may have heard me mention the podcast earlier on um the po- I, i'm not <sighs> the podcast has done really really well have you seen how well it's done it we'll, we'll show you later on i'm not going to go into the details and specifics of it because it's not fair but on air but the number of downloads has way exceeded my expectations for a brand new show so thank you if you want to get the the podcast um if you go to itunes type in ian lee i-a-i-n l-double-e talk and um it pops up um and uh, to everyone that's downloaded it wow you know it, the, the figures are incredible and at some point when we reach let me do the maths when we reach the million mark In five months, if we follow that trend, I'll let you know. Um, Rob's on the line. Hello. Hello, Rob. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Ian. How are you? Yeah, good. Really good, thank you. I'm really enjoying tonight's show, actually. Excellent. And it's nice that this is a, a, a Euro-free zone, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So I've got a topic, which is that I just want some advice from your listeners. Yeah. I'm going camping tomorrow night. My wife and my daughter are already there. My son and me are going down tomorrow night. Camping, did you say? Camping near uh, near Brighton. Why yeah. are you doing that? Can you not afford a hotel or a B&B? <laughs> It's delightful. You get to stay out late in the night and oh, talk crap with your friends, sit around a fire, listen to music. And it's, it's the music thing I want advice on. Yeah, go on. I want campfire playlists. What should I be downloading on Spotify t- tonight? Oh, tonight? that! You want to basically let's 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 couch it in slightly more um, um, age friendly. What are you? Thirty nine, forty. Uh, 44. 44? Oh, okay, you've got a young voice. Okay. Uh, let's couch it in, in, in language that our generation won't understand. You basically want to make a mixtape. Exactly. For, 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 for camping. Yeah, so I've got, I've downloaded some, some sort of generic 70s, 80s, 90s playlist, because there's about 10 of us, 12 of us going. So, yeah. Uh, and I want some advice on things that are suitable for sort of between, let's say, it'll be between about 7 and 11 at night. So quite a lot. I want to dominate the playlist. I want anyone else getting a look in. What, what should I be playing to keep what, everyone... What kind of stuff have you downloaded already? What's the kind of vibe you've built already with it? This is a good one, by the way. Well, I think, I think we'll start with sort of 90s indie. Um, everyone's happy with that. Uh, and then I've sort of got a bit solely, so sort of Marvin Gaye, Ooh. that sort of era. Um, so when the, then, ki- when the kids go to bed, the Marvin Gaye comes out? Well, it's not that sort of Marvin Oh, Gaye. OK, OK, OK. 
that sort of camping weekend. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> right, just, I'm glad you clarified. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of. But then you know, I could go. I've also done loads of like an old school hip hop, which I think is a bit of a risk. But you know, you never know. People might like that. I like that. Is it? Is it campfire though? That's the question. I would not classify hip hop. I see. I would be going more of the. Um, <laughs> The kind of, um, sort of, d- the, the James Taylor Carol. I mean, Tapestry is Campfire, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. Or just maybe Americana sort of thing. I don't know. It's, a, it's an excellent question, Rob. I, 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 we'll, we'll put it out there and we'll see if anyone bites. The weird thing I've noticed about doing this show, and it intrigues me and it pleases me and it disappoints me and it means I've got to work harder, which is great. All of those things are great. Is um, quite often when I throw things out there, people don't go for it. No. Do you know, know what I mean? Risk, isn't it? It's a risk. And again, music is quite divisive, so you might end up with a load of idiots. Or well, we'll, we'll definitely, listen, we'll definitely end up with a load of idiots. Whatever happens, that much I can guarantee. Uh, that's yeah. a good one. Are you camping in tents, or is it that glamping thing where they're like either huts or like really posh tents that are kind of like houses? No, we've got some people in tents. I've actually got a camper van, so we've got like oh. an awning attached to it. Oh, that seems... Yeah, I could dig it's that. Pretty, it's pretty... It's, 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 I'm, I'm in a tent... Wife's in the camper van, snoring, that's what I'll say. All oh, right, okay, I'll see. Tough yeah. times, tough times. Yeah. I don't like the, the, the sleeping on the... Have you got your own toilet facilities, or you have to use their horrible... It's municipal toilets, but they're nice, they're nice ones. But it is that wake up in the middle of the night thinking you need a wee, and thinking, oh, Christ, that's a good two-minute walk. Yeah, yeah, and I've the number of times I've done that, and it's like, it's like I wake up at five in the morning needing a wee, and I think, and I just lay there for oh. two hours because I can't be bothered to yeah. go. <laughs> uh, Rob, listen, uh, listen. I, I hope you have. A, I've got to go because we're, we're coming up to the news. Thank you for that call, Rob. I hope you have a good time. I, I mean, the, the whole camping thing. There's something nice about sitting out, sitting by a big fire, like a big fire, um, late at night. Not the whole kumbaya kind of kind of vibe. Or, you know, imagine me saying kumbaya. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Here's the thing, though: don't call it just yet because the rules change ever so slightly after midnight, and I'll tell you how after we've had some ads. Talk radio. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. I'm expecting kind of a quiet last hour of the show. That's fine. I'll just sit here and, and, and chatter away to myself if I need to, and we'll um, look through the papers and we'll, we'll, we'll see where we end up at one o'clock. Um, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio, and you'll call straight to air after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Standing late and I'm on the road He's giving but I won't lose hope Not the second coming of Muhammad Ali But can I get a whoop for the boxing imagery Get back, get back up You gotta get back, get back up You got a whole stadium in their feet It's not about a victory or defeat See, you gotta get back, get back up You gotta get back, get back up Yes. They got a new live album out, by the way, which is flipping brilliant. Yeah, the bare naked ladies. The, oh, the, and the boys were singing that. Shut up! Shut up! Singing that on the way to school this morning. Blast. Windows down. In the sunshine. Singing that. Blasting that out. That's what it's all about, guys. The bare naked ladies. Really. I mean, just wonderful. 0844 499 1000. Seven pence a minute plus access charge. Uh, a bit more from mobiles. Depends. Um, and we don't call you back in this last hour. So this last hour, uh, call straight to air. Um, what it means is normally you phone up, you'll speak to Catherine, the producer, or Ed, the tech op, and they will take your name and a little idea of what you want to talk about. And then they'll call you back. And it will come up on my screen. I've got, I'll have, uh, you know, two, three, four calls lined up ready to go. And I'll kind of, if I've had three blokes and there's a woman, I'll go to the woman. You know, I kind of, we kind of shape it and mould it a little bit. Or I'll see someone's waited for 20 minutes and I'll go to them and... It will come up. You talk to talk to Matt next. He's got something really good to say. Uh, the last hour, it doesn't work like that at all. The last hour, I guess you're kind of the producers, and, and to a certain extent, you're kind of the presenter as well, if you want to be. My input in the last hour can be as much or as little as you want it to be. If you want me to be the audience uh, and just sit here while you perform, yeah, fine, I'm happy to do that. I'm, you know, I'll be a listener. If you want to talk about the stuff we've talked about, Kung Fu Elliot, picking up dog poo, uh, playlist for... Uh, picking up dog a playlist um a mixtape for um going camping you can do all of that stuff or you can phone up and just play a bit of music down the line 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you're going to play some audio down the line can i suggest a couple of things don't have it on speakerphone because speakerphone really it just really doesn't work it's flawed it just doesn't work um, and have it as uh, as loud as you can without being over, you know, distorting and stuff. And I know it's difficult late at night. You'll work around that. Um, and get your phone near it. 
that that's the only kind of technical suggestion i will make beyond that do whatever you want to do oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand i'm expecting the last hour to be quiet on calls though had a lot of calls the first couple of hours beautiful uh but it's a friday night it's hot people are either have been celebrating or they're upset or you know whatever and i just kind of think for the last hour we won't get many calls prove me wrong or not i'll just sit here and go through the papers i don't matter uh, I've not looked at the papers, so I'm kind of, you know, doing it blind. Great British, f off. Um, uh, um, her name's Mary Be- Berry, isn't it? They should have. They, surely the headline should be Mary Sweary. Mary Sweary, quite effing contrary. That's what they should have put. Prim and proper Bake Off host, Mary Berry, quite contrary. Was oh here we go oh hang on a second we got a phone call yes line one hi it's uh, Ray hello, hello Ray 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 um, about your monkeys gig in September there's two pubs called the Camden Head yes um, is it the one in Camden or in Islington it's the one in Islington it's in October the second uh, Islington Green I got a little launch little oh, I, I think that's the, I, I don't know it's the one near Angel. At the Angel Islington, yes. Yes, exactly. I'm doing a little record launch. Tickets are available. If you want to go and look at 7A Records, then you, you, people can find out how they can come on October the 2nd to a little record launch. It's weird. I've put on evenings before. I haven't put on an evening for a long, long time, right? And yeah. I... Uh, this is a punt, right? This is a real punt, right? Because um, I don't quite know exactly what's going to happen in the evening. Um, it, it, I mean, it may, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of videos and, and mu- music being played over the, the speakers and stuff, and maybe a little bit of live music. And, and so I don't, I don't really know what happens at a record launch. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you do? Just play, like, uh, play the uh, the named artist as well, you know, background yeah. music. And I guess so. The platter, it's a Mickey Dolan CD, right? It's an LP that my record yeah. label put out on on vinyl. It's coming out on CD with loads of bonus tracks, right? So we've hired this place on October the second. Me and my mate Glenn, and we're going to play the CD, obviously. And it's a, it's a it's above a pub, so that people can go and buy booze and stuff. Everyone who comes will get a free copy of the CD. So, yeah. I'm not a terrible businessman, I am. Um, and then we're going to, hopefully we'll get someone along to play, you know, half a dozen sort of monkeys-related songs. And then yeah. we'll show some rare videos. And then we might, we, I'm thinking of, I might show a film that's never been seen before. I've got a movie that's never been seen before. Does that sound like an alright evening? It sounds good to me. I'm looking forward to it. So is Hannah. Okay, well, go, uh, oh, you mean Anna? Uh, and you know, if people want to get like you know, and I'll be there. If people, w- w- whatever reason, want to come and say hello and get pictures taken with me, they can do all of that stuff as well. I've never actually it dawned on me. I've heard the phrase record launch. I've never actually been to a record launch. Me neither. I've no idea what they're about. Oh, in that case, we could. What happens, Ray, is you pay a lot of money and you sit down for two hours. Nothing happens. And then you go home. Right. Okay. Sounds good to me. Hey, perfect. There we go. Thank you, Ray. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, in hip, 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 hip. Just wanted to ring in and offer some solidarity on the um, dog poo mine technique because I too have been in that situation. This is where the dog did a whoopsie. I didn't have a pl- uh, bag to pick it up, and so I mimed bending down, <laughs> pulling a bag out of my pocket, and pretending to pick it up. And I was doing it. It was like, re- I'm terrible mime artist. It was all really over-exaggerated, flowery hand movements as I did it. And the thing is, you just don't know. Maybe no one did see you do it. It, uh, well, yeah, this is the thing, but you've done this before. Is, is this kind of... I've not had a dog for that long. Is this kind of a common thing? It's happened two or three times, and I've had a 
the stage worse where uh, the dog... I, so I actually had a bag, but the dog had diarrhoea. And it's like you're standing there and you're like... And there were people nearby as well, and you're like, I need to pretend to deal with this, and there's no way of picking up a puddle with a bag. No, no. And it's just... <laughs> so you did the mine. <laughs> and it's just like your whole... It's like, oh, I've got to go through this, otherwise I'm going to feel really bad. But you want to appear to be a responsible dog owner, and you know for well you'd... Um, probably have uh, a word to someone that, that did leave it behind what, what, but, uh, what um what the, the weirdest thing right and i've seen this quite a lot and we go i go walking around mm-hmm. these fields and these woods right through these woods you'll see um a bag tied to a tree have you seen that a little dog poo bag tied to a just hanging from a branch well i think there's two there's two rules to that i think there's what i've done in the past is if i'm going on a particularly long walk in a loop. Oh, no. I'll leave it somewhere that I can pick up on the way back. No, you... I don't want to walk all... You don't want to walk for two miles or something with bags and bags of poo. Like, maybe they do three on the journey. So, on the way back, I'll click... Three! They do three! What on earth is your dog eating? They do... At most, my dog (laughs) will do two in an hour and a half walk. At most. Really? You need to get some more fibre in it. Well, no, I don't. I, 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 honestly, I, I really, it was, it was a, it, I'm going to say it, it was a mistake getting the dog. <laughs> That's a bit unfair. No, it was a mistake, uh, you know, and I knew it was going to be hard work, but it is like having, um, it's like having an 18-month-old child living with you for the rest, for, for the next oh, 15 years. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, I, you know, I've got to sympathise with the cat in the bedroom scenario because I don't think I could ca- cope with that. No, and, and also, they don't, um, they, the dogs stink. They stink, right? And my dog, um, she stinks of dog. And I come in the house and I can smell my house stinks like a doggy house. And I've bought, um, the spe- like the spray, the, the spray that you spray on them and brush it in so she's supposed to smell like, um, baby powder. That don't work. I gave her a bath the other day because she rolled around in horse poo, right? I gave her a bath. So then the house smells of wet dog. Count yourself lucky it was horse poo, not fox poo. That's, yeah. uh, have you ever experienced that? I've, do you know what? I've not. Thank you for that. No, I've not had the fox poo yet, but I know that that is a thing. Thank you. Line one, you're on the wireless. Ian, I just wanted to say thank you for setting the homework for watching Kung Fu earlier. I've had a real tough week, and it provides me with a bit of purpose and diversion, and that's why I want to say thank you very much. Oh, it's, an, it's my absolute pleasure. Did you actually enjoy the film? I really, I really did. It's certainly not something that I would have watched no. had you not kind of recommended it and set for that. But yeah, I really did. And like I say, kind of, well, I'm a forty-something-year-old housewife, and it's not quite. It's not often that I kind of get to um, have little challenges within my brain and you know look at stuff. So you know, like I said, it's been a tough week for me. So oh, it really, um, were you? Did were you? Were you? Were yeah. you? Um, uh, uh... Use that quote. This show's given purpose to um, a, a lady who was um, thinking of chucking it all in. I've, I've exaggerated, but you, you, you bear with me, Julie. It's for dramatic effect. <laughs> were you you were you wearing on the side that it was fake? Yes, I mean certainly. I think that there's. I think it's. I think it's a real person, but uh, as in that they they knew what, what it was about. I mean, it was. I think it was recorded. It was real, but knowing it was fake. Did you hear me? Did you hear me and Katia? Did you hear me and Katia phone up the record store in Canada? But you know, I only caught the end of it because I was putting my son to bed, who is called Elliot. Game Um, changer. So they've got. So they they, they say that they've got it, but I tweeted you a link actually to um, a blog that I found where the guys were interviewed in November two thousand and fourteen, and there's there's mention in there of there being another documentary crew following him. Yeah. 
and then being punched in the head. It's curious and curiouser, but you know what? I don't, it doesn't matter if it's real. real Here we go, though, Julie. Get, um, this, is, this has been the game changer mm. for a lot of people. Katia said, yeah. I found a, a store in Canada that um, claims yeah. they can, they've got the DVD. We phoned them up, I, 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 and, yeah. I, and I said to the fella, just uh, just went up to see yeah. if you've got, um, my, uh, They Killed My Cat by um, Elliot Scott. And he laughed. He went, oh, something along the lines of, oh, that guy. I said, oh, do you know him? He said, yeah, yeah, I used to know Elliot. He used to come in a lot. I, I did, because I heard him say that he spoke to your, uh, one of the guys this, mor- this morning. Yeah, yeah, well, the guy, um, they, it's a small, when, they, when they live in a small town, yeah. But, but I don't doubt that that film exists. What I'm saying is that I, uh, they knew, I think they knew, they knew full well that, you know, that he was alive. They, they knew full well what they were doing, is what I'm saying. I, I don't think it was okay. any uh, any surprise. So, real, but fake, but real. <laughs> okay. All right. No, no, I know. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. I, I, for me, speaking to it was um, Dan, wasn't it? The young gentleman in um, the record shop in Canada. That swung it for me. Game changer. Well, the film exists. We're going to get the film. I'm, I'm going to make sure, you know, we have the film. That's going to happen. Let's do one more call before we go to a break. Uh, yes, line uh, two, you're on the wireless. Yes, I am on the wireless. Right, let me ring the ring off, right. Oh. Ian. So it's like, it's like speaking, it's like, it's like speaking to the, um, the end of the 19th century when, when you call in. I know, I know. I've just, uh, well, I've got, got you out of the, the uh, union, so. Well, well, thanks, thanks for that. And, and, um, uh, my, my kids can come and send you the, uh, the bill when, uh, oh no, you'll be dead while they have to go through the hell that you've set for them. Anyway, let's not talk about hey, that. young man, we've been looking over our house ever since his, the, William the Conqueror. Yes. We don't need some pricks on the continent to tell us what to do. You're gonna be dead, you're gonna be dead in a year, Dennis. You shouldn't have been a- they shouldn't have let anybody over the age of 80 vote. Call me now. That's never good. If we were at 3CR, that would have been the phone in. You owe me a disc. What? Right, of the do in Luton. What do in Luton? You promised me weeks and weeks ago you said you'd had a disc made of that. What? Do when when you came up to Luton Library. Oh, the CD! I'm waiting. I sh- I'm going to get them. I should get them on Tuesday. I've been told. Yes. Oh, all right. That's unless they ban them from the continent. You no, never know. Well, yeah, exactly. No, the, the 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 live CD. Gosh, this hour's turning into a self promotion hour. Who cares? It's commercial. I'm allowed to. Yeah, there's a That's C- right. You're yeah, exactly. Right. A live a live CD that I, 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 I'm getting them on Tuesday. So I'm hoping they'll go on sale next week. I'll send you one, Dennis. Of course I will. I hope so because you're a good bloke. Good bloke. You're not bad, actually, for a foreigner. What, 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 what do you mean for a foreigner? What the hell, you see, guys? People over the age of 80 shouldn't have been allowed to vote. Prim and proper bake-off host. There's a, a, a pointless television programme, isn't there? The, the old bake-off. I think I saw it when it first started a bit of it, and um, I, don't really, I don't really like cookery programmes. I don't really watch TV anymore. It's a bit pointless. Prim and proper bake-off host. Mary Berry was horrified when Pointless star Alexander Armstrong, he's released a CD of songs. Like, um, like I, I think in the um, Alid Jones style of singing. That kind of singing, I think. Oh, wait, 444991000. Um, when Pointless star Alexander Armstrong said, Mother Flipper, in front of her, Mary, 81, was a guest on a celebrity edition of the BBC quiz, Pointless, when the posh presenter let rip. But but we just heard, heard there an old man um, swear. Old people swear. They invented it. They invented swear and sex. Um, 
Hey, oh, hang on. Sometimes the crinkles get in the way. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, and it's, uh, it's Aid. Hello, Aid. How are you, mate? Uh, that film, right, I put it on. I thought, after ten minutes, I thought, this is fake. I thought, oh, Ian's having us over like he normally does, you know what I mean? You know, when you said you didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I got to the end, well, I, have, I, I tweeted you after half an hour, I thought, um, oh, he's going to kill his missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember, I yeah. I I thought someone's going to die. Yeah. Um, or something like that. But then, um, I've listened to the, the interview tonight, and I thought the guys, I was a bit unsure, I thought... Well, they're very good if they're lying, aren't they? Yeah. So, but um, once I've heard that call to the the shop, I, I'm totally convinced it's real. Game changer. Hashtag game changer. <laughs> Where were you when you heard it's, the game changer, guys? It's oh, true, yeah. Mate. Totally. It's, uh, so, um, I'm very, um, a bit flummoxed by it, shall I say. So, I don't know what to think. I'm, I'm at 70, 30, I think, now it's real. I don't know. Okay, well. You got me thinking anyway, mate. Well, that <laughs> God, we'll, ha- we'll have to knock that on the head, Aid. I can't have listeners thinking. <laughs> I'll get myself yeah, a bad work. name. I'm ca- counting my car parts at work, and I, I can't concentrate. Well, 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 well um, whereabouts, <laughs> whereabouts are you based in the country, Aid? Um, uh, you know, uh, Soli Hall, um, uh, Land Rover. Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, it might be a bit far. We're gonna, we're gonna buy, I'm gonna buy one of, um, uh, 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 uh Elliot's movies, and we're gonna screen it down in London at some yeah, point. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, that'd be great. I wish I could get there, but it's a bit far from me, but yeah, you'll have to, would you have to periscope it, or... Uh, well, well, we'll see, we'll see what we can do, yeah. I mean, I've also sent them a message on the website for perverts, so, and can I, I've got, I've still got that window open. Someone's, uh, someone is, people are starting to message me. Hip, 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 uh, don't send, don't, don't uh, communicate with me via FetLife. For crying oh, out I know, wow, well, mate, you might get some weird pictures coming through, mightn't you? I don't want any of that shenanigan. Thank you, Aid. Um... Alexander Armstrong explained, who's a very nice man, very tall. When we swear during filming, particularly when we have celebs on, it re- it reminds them that we will edit it. That's when I decided to say mother flipper in front of Mary Berry. Well, hang on, they're professionals. They know it's going to be edited. I don't think she is... I don't think she ever visibly relaxed... Oh, his psychic on the show, Richard Osman, who is literally, um, he's like a man and a half. The biggest hands I've ever seen. 45 revealed, she did not take it well and will not be back. Alexander, 40, I'd do it again. I'd do it again at the moment's notice. You know why? Pays a grand. You get to be inside the telly. You get to be Mike TV for, for a couple of hours. Alexander, 46, said, they won't ask me back though, of course, because I'm a massive racist. And once you've, once you've, once you've let your true colours fly on there, they won't, they can't stifle the truth. Truth. Yes, line one. Thank you very much. Lots of people recommending American movie to me. Seen it. Seen it years ago. Great film. We will come up with another film for, um, hashtag film ring named by a racist. Um, but I don't, I don't want to do it every week and I don't want to force it. I come up with really good things that will be excellent features. I've always done this. I've always come up with really good features, but then don't want to do it more than once. (laughs) I don't like features. 
Um, the best one I did, which I did do as a feature, was the, I think, the 538 Daily Correspondent Update on LBC. And it was just to show that, that features at specific times of the day are nonsense. So 538, we'd have three or four um, correspondents phone up and talk rubbish. Um, I, I'll find a film. I will find a film for us to watch, though, because I, I did enjoy that, and we'll do that again. But it's got to be... American movie, I think, is too famous. It's got to be something obs- really obscure. It's got to be something on Netflix I, or, or, or YouTube that people can access easily. Um, and I, I, you know, it's got to be one of those things that you just kind of stumble on. I think line one, you're on the wireless. Uh, two things, Ian Gafford here. Number one, well, hang on, well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Well, well you've just said what? two things, Gafford here. That's yeah. one. So one more thing. Ah, uh, damn. Well, you said it. You said you can't go yeah, no, no, two you're things right. no, and then no, do... Th- no, no. It's like it's like saying... Okay. It's like some people say, um, they come on and they start talking. We had a fella tonight. He comes on, starts talking, made three points and said, right, if I get to the point of the call... Well, hang on a minute. You, 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 then my second... My second, second point, point has so first point. Is, first point is, you're, are they connected? Yes. Okay. Very. Number one... I'll connect you with my fist in it. exist. Yes. Yeah, whatever, bring it. So, I'm about to ring them and tell them that spotted Ian Lee on a fetish website. Okay, excellent. Um, well, it might get me some trade. Yeah, Thank you. Indeed, indeed, yeah, no problem. And secondly, is Nigel from Maidstone on there? Oh, come on now, that's not... That's that's unfair to, um... Rob Benet? Yes, he is. It's his uh, picture. Yeah, it's his picture when you, when you uh, click on the, the link. That's exactly where it Lovely. takes you to. And, uh, and I, I'm up for the film night, and I'll bring the popcorn. I don't get popcorn. and we're go- I'm taking the boys tomorrow to a cinema to see um, Pets, which um, is... There's, there's too oh. many of these Pixar dreamscape-style films. One seems to come out every other week, and they're not all brilliant. But uh, I'm sure this, this one actually looks mm. all right. Uh, and we will buy popcorn, one sweet, one salty. And I don't get it. Well, I don't get I don't get salted popcorn. Why would you want salted popcorn? Well, salted. What's this this uh, salted caramel that's so popular now? Uh, where does that come? And also, where is um? What's this other thing that's come around right here? Chipotle sauce. What the heck is that? Chipotle. Yeah, and it's pronounced chipotle. Is that that's kind of spicy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and pulled pork. What's just what's wrong with normal oh, pork? Oh no, 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 mate, no, mate, no. Pulled pork. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it was literally invented like eight months ago. I don't think it existed before then. And it was invented in a laboratory by scientists who thought, yeah, pork's all right. It's all right. If only there was a way to make it the most delicious thing in the world. I know. Let's pull it. And um, everyone giggled. <laughs> they said, no, no, no. I, yeah, we know. Okay. We know it sounds rude, but I mean, you pull the pork. Yeah. And it turns out it tastes amazing. So who are these people in the food industry who still have new ideas? Oh, it's the food scientists. We've just, me- we've just mentioned, like, three there. Yeah, yeah, it's the food scientists. Have you got their number? Well, one of them is um, the bald man who tried to save Little Chef. Oh, Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. No. Now. What? Heston Services. Say his say his last name. Heston Blumenthal. Is it like Emmental, I assume? Yeah, it's like Emmental. So, Heston... Yeah, Blumenthal. No, it's I like, it it's like, Emmen- it's like you said it, it's like Emmental. Right, oh, okay, Heston so, Emmental. Yeah, no, okay. him, who had, like, dog ice cream or something. So he's one. Um, Willy yeah. Wonka's the other, 
and some mad old woman uh, who, who lost the plot in 1976 is the third. And those are the guys that come up with the new foods and the new flavours. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. How's it going? It's Ed. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Turbo Kid, before my memory uh, lets me down. It's a Netflix film. I honestly was watching it just going for the first hour of it. Is this real? Is is this really a real film that they... It's like an etro, an 80s retro BMX. Oh, did you tweet this to me? It. Did you tweet this to me the other day? I did mentally, but I didn't actually physically do it. No, well, someone, someone else recommended... Yeah. If someone else recommended that film, it's right along the lines of what you're looking for. I'm flabbergasted. I had, I mean, you know, when you just watch the film, you just got to go on the internet and. What's it? What's it called? Please, Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. Um. Oh, 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 uh, hang on, I've got it. Hold on. Turbo Let Kid. Let me just double check. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland. A comic That's book fan dons the persona of his favourite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. Well, I think I might watch... Oh, by the way, have you watched um, Kung Fury? Yeah, uh, no, it's on the list because I watch didn't that. have time this week. So watch I've Kung Fury. Not, I've not listened to the show today, to be honest, because oh. I know... Only because I'm going to listen to it on podcast. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, need, that's... that's um, I need Kung... to watch the film first. Yeah, yeah, you're t- that's Kung Fu Elliot. It's a different film. Yeah, that's the film we were talking about. It, 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 we, we, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Watch the film and then listen to the podcast. I won't spoil the podcast. But there's another film. It's a short film. It's about 40 minutes long called Kung Fury. And it's like a, a, oh, a yeah. spoof of, like, 80s films. It's flipping brilliant. I'll do that if you do me Turbo Kids. Oh, I'll do Turbo Kids. Def- definitely. That looks all right. I kind of like the idea for Film Ring, named by a racist, let's never forget that, I kind of like the idea, I, I had an idea for a radio show, for Radio 4, right, and it would be hosted by Grace Dent, and I'd be like a regular panellist on it. They do a brilliant show on there, I, I'm guessing it's called Book Club, I don't know, and it's hosted by uh, someone whose name is, her name escapes me, and they have two guests on from completely different, you know, they're, they're like, celebrities is, the, is a lazy word, but I'm, I'm tired, they're celebrities from different backgrounds, so you'll kind of get like a lowbrow and a highbrow, kind of, that's simplified, oversimplified it a lot. And each three of the, uh, each one of them will recommend a book, and the others will have to read the book. So they read three books and they talk about it. And I, to me, it makes sense for Grace to host a program on Radio Four where it's that, but it's documentaries, documentaries. Because I love documentaries, and uh, there there are shed loads. Oh, there's a re- there's a really good one that someone recommended to me, and I've seen it before can't think what it's called but it's about a guy who makes a film not american movie um it's this guy and he writes a script for a film and then just out of nowhere um a a, a studio gives him like millions of dollars to make this film and he's nobody what's that that's a good one Overrated, underrated night night stalker overrated underscored something like that so, uh, but, uh, but, so this Radio 4 program will be Grace Dent, uh, and, and, uh, two other people, maybe, and they talk about three documentaries. 
and they um that they each kind of re- bring one in and maybe they'll do a little feature on one of the documentaries and they'll speak to something they'll have like well we've got elliot from kung fu elliot on now elliot what was it like being in that movie or something like that that's kind of the the, the, the idea i had in my head and, uh, and until that gets made and it won't get any further from me because i'm lazy like that until that gets made i'm thinking maybe we do documentaries on this on on um hashtag film ring named by a racist i don't i don't know that's kind of where my thinking is. Let me take one more call, then we'll have a break. Yes, line one. Hello, Ian. It's Carpet Martin. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Carpet. How are you? Good, thank you very much. Excellent, excellent. Um, listen, on the film thing, I had an epiphany today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is everything all right now? Yeah, I'm taking a couple of pills. Beautiful. I'm okay. Cruising through till morning. Yes. Uh, so... Facebook. You know when you log on to Facebook every day these days, yes. uh, and it says you have memories to share oh, from three, five, ten years ago, however uh, long it might be. Jeez, yes. Right. Got one this morning, sir. Oh, yeah, go on. What's your memory? Clicked on it. It's my, it's my own Facebook post. Just watched This Must Be The Place on Sky Movies. The best film I've seen all year. Just superb in every way. Oh. You must watch it. And I've put must in capital letters, which means I really meant that. Wow, you really I did mean it. Yeah, I have no recollection of that film. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, you must have really <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> to the point of this, I've looked it up online. Yeah, and you still don't remember it? I've read, I've read the plot synopsis. I still can't remember it. Uh, well, I'm and if, 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 now, what I'm going to ask you to do, yeah. if you could type the name of this film into IMDb yeah. and read the plot synopsis, I don't understand how anybody could forget it. All right, it's the one... My, my <laughs> internet is going very, very slowly for some reason. It seems to have, um, have died a death. That's okay. No, hang on a minute. What's I've it? prepared one for you earlier. Oh, go on Is it the one with Sean Penn? It's the one with Sean Penn. Go on then, yeah, go on, read it. At 50 years of age, former rock star Cheyenne, Sean Penn, still dresses the part and lives in Ireland off the royalties and dividends from smart investments. The death of his estranged father brings Chan back to New York, where he discovers the old man had one obsession, to hunt down a Nazi war criminal. <laughs> so we've got Sean Penn yeah. as a transvestite, faded and jaded 70s rocker crossing America, hunting Nazis. And David Burns in it from Talking Heads. David Burns in it. Now... If I can make a recommendation for Film Club next time, then way away, this is the one. Thank you very much indeed, Carpet Martin. He's suggesting a film he doesn't remember watching. The film was overnight. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis is listening. Uh, Dennis Le Corriere. Um, I, I, I was having a thought about Dennis Le Corriere the other day, right? You would know him as the singer of Dr. Hook, but he's done some brilliant solo albums. And I, I, when I got home, I, I realised I'd stopped halfway through a thought about him. He did a brilliant solo album called Post Cool, right? It's, it is brilliant. Uh, it's like this really sweet, little, folky, poppy, little bit rocky but not too rocky, 
Folky poppy, that makes it sound a bit fey, and it's not. Um, anyway, it's a joy. I thoroughly recommend it. I thoroughly recommend it. I'm, I'm, I, I imagine that, it, you know, you probably have never heard of it. it. Go and find a copy of it. Post Cool by Dennis LaCoria. It's just this joyous, lovely little kind of the band. They've got all these kind of great instruments going on in the background. It's stunning. Anyway, he's just reminded me that it was him that reminded me about the documentary I was talking about, Overnight. Overnight, a documentary on the rise and stumble of Troy Duffy, the bartender come filmmaker. I always think it's weird when they put the word come in between two words. Because they spell it come as well, don't they? That's weird. He's a come filmmaker. <laughs> He's a boner. Who was swept up by the Merrimax's Harvey Weinstein to turn his script for the Boondog Saints into a feature film. A good, did I lend you that film? I had it on DVD. It's a good film. It's a really good film. I need to revisit that. I bought a load of documentaries the other day. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. It's Tyler. How are you doing? Hello, Tyler. I'm good, thanks. What you got for us? Well, I understand that you... Did you watch the film tonight? Well, well, did I, what, I, haven't, I haven't been listening. We talked about the film. Yeah, well, the K- Kung Fu Elliot. Yes, we, we, we watched it in the week. Everyone watched it. And uh, we um, had we spent the first hour of the show... Basically talking to, questioning, probing, destroying the arguments of the, um, the makers of the film to the point where I worked out, I'd, I'd worked out what the con was. And then half an hour later, we had our minds blown and someone played Ooh. a game changer. I, d- I, I don't want to spoil it. You've got oh, to download the podcast. the podcast. It's in I the podcast. There is a game changer in the podcast. This is exciting. Right, Ian. What are we listening to next week? What are we watching? Well, do, we, do you know we're not going to do it next week because I don't want to do it every week. I don't want it to kind of be a feature um, that we do yeah, regularly. Right. But okay. um, I, I don't know yet. This is what, kind of what we're talking about as to what the next one's going to be. I'm I'm kind All of right. keen to do for it to be documentaries because. Um, I think that's where you're going to get a lot of people recommending Frank and things like that. I think that's too mainstream, Frank. Uh, 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 I, it's a good film and I loved it, but I think it's too mainstream. Oh. And, uh, uh, well, we, 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 we're not going to get Michael Fassbender on the show. Whereas if we do some kind of small indie documentary that is a good, we'll get we'll get. I've got a documentary for you. It's, it's quite indie. Um, it's called Cat in the Hat. It's got Mike Myers in it. And he sings songs, but it's like not a musical. And uh, it's an actually it's a, it's a very decent film. It's very very decent. Have you actually seen it? Cat and Hat. Of course, I've seen Cat and Hat multiple times. And there is a big twist in it where you think this is going to go wrong. And then do you know what happens? Oh, I won't spoil it. For you. Does, oh, does he do oh, magic and tidy up the mess? Tender hooks. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a. It, I don't want to break it to you, mate. I'm going yeah. to. That's uh, not a documentary. Pardon? Yeah, that's what is my four-year-old explained the difference to me the other day between fiction and non-fiction. Right? That is fiction, oh. which means yeah, it's yeah. a made-up story. Right? No, and no, no, no. Uh, no, you got it wrong. No, it happened. That's an event that happened. It yeah, it happened in a. It happened in a in a studio in no, Hollywood. I'm not. No, Ian, you're lying. That's not fair. You can't say things like that. No, no, it's it 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 happen- It's not a it's not a true story. And, yeah. Yes, and I I think you should um, put the phone down now. Ian, thanks for calling, Tutty. Bye. 
0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, he added, going back to the story about um, Alexander Armstrong, how is this even... How is this, how is this even um, a, a, a story that Alec, during the filming of a television show, <laughs> d- uh, uh, Alexander Armstrong um, swore in front of an old woman? I mean, how is that even? How is that even a television show? A, a, a news story. I'm getting tired now. It's been a long day. I got got to sleep about half two because I was listening to a little bit of the coverage, and um, I was woken up at twenty past five by my youngest son thundering down the hallway and jumping into bed with me. Daddy, 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 huh? Yeah. Not yet had three hours sleep. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Yeah. Can we go downstairs and watch Scooby Doo? No, we cannot. Sunshine, go to bed. Slayed in bed, and we got half past six, we got up. So that was four hours sleep. Four hours interrupted sleep. <laughs> ah, yes. She did not take it well, said Richard Osman, of uh, Alexander Armstrong swearing in front of Mary Berry. Sometimes the celebs are a bit prickly to start with. It takes a round or two to make them realise we're not having a laugh at their expense. Mary once blasted foul-mouthed TV chef Gordon Ramsay for swearing, saying, I don't think there's any excuse. If the young are watching, they'll think it's normal, and they uh, can do it. Line one, you're on the wireless. Um, actually, all um, cat and the hat aside, I genuinely think that you might be able to get, like, Michael Moore on the show. I think it's something that he'd do. Did he direct Cat in the Hat? Like- no, no, no. You're too young for this, but basically you're now being Mike Yarwood at the end of the Mike Yarwood impression show going, and this is me. <laughs> yeah, this is me. Okay. He did um, Fahrenheit 9-11. Um, yeah, I know, I know Michael Moore is. Oh. The thing is, we've just, if we were going to get him right, he's just, yeah, yeah. he's just had a movie out, and he's kind of just yeah. done the rounds. Oh, he's going to, he's going to, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just done the rounds talking about that and it would be impossible uh, he's not i mean he's indie but i mean he's bigger than indie he's a big indie he's, he's, he's gonna want to talk about the new film not he's gonna want to talk about the new one well i mean no, I, I enjoyed what was the one um bowling for columbine is that you said columbine oh, it was incredible yeah columbine yeah columbine um like the two boys that was incredible yeah, and it was. And he, got, uh, he got Walmart to shut down their um, selling ammunition and stuff. That was incredible. There was, a, really but there was that stuff. horrible scene though, where mm. uh, he challenged Charlton Heston, and Charlton Heston. Yeah, yeah. But but it, but but Charlton Heston. I can't remember if it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. I think it was Alzheimer's actually. Charlton Heston already had Alzheimer's when he filmed that scene, and once you know that, it. Um, it, it 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 kind of it's not quite so like appealing. Belittling, yeah. No, I get you. No, that's upsetting actually. But that's Michael Moore. Do you know what I mean? That's Michael Moore. Well, we if you wanted to, we could all tweet him. But you never know. But no, don't. Good night, Ian. See you later, mate. Ta-ta. Tati bye. Thank you very much. All suggestions gratefully uh, appreciated. Um, I'm going to play a nice song, so we're going to go fifty-four. 
I'm going to add on, add on a couple of seconds because uh, on iTunes they leave a gap at the end. So hang on a minute, I'm just doing maths uh, live on the radio. So fifty-four, fifteen, take off fifty-four twenty. Let's see where that takes us. Fifty-four twenty. We're going to start. No, that can't be right. Oh, let's see where that takes us. We're playing a nice song from that album I mentioned, the Dennis LaCourier album, Post Call. Turns out I've got it on my computer, which is odd, because I, I, I haven't got a, all of my things on this computer, and I don't know how it snuck on there, but um, I'm glad it did. But we'll, we'll have a nice... Uh, we'll have a... We'll have a... We'll have a, a, um, um, a, a bit of sentimental for the last four minutes of the show, shall we? No, shall we? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Beautiful little song we'll play in a bit. Um... Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now is the uh, moment when I'd um, is Michael Gove running? It's a good picture. Um. Oh dear. Office is oh uh, oh they, these things aren't nice. Um. Um. These things. Oh, hang on a minute. What's this? A bowl used by Joan Rivers' dog Spike. Fetched nine thousand four hundred pounds. What? A bowl used by her dog in a one point four million pounds auction of the late comedian's possessions. Why would anyone? That's a that's a nice bowl for a dog. Bit garish. Where'd you get it from? Oh, it's got it from Joan Rivers auction. Oh, really? How much did you pay for it? Have a guess. What? It's an auction of Joan Rivers stuff. You have a guess. 100 quid? 150 quid? No. It was 9,400. 9, what? Just under 9.5. What'd you do that for? Well, yeah, it, it, well, it could be. What'd you do that for? Seemed like a good idea. Itself. Here's the thing. Who remembers? Who remembers who bought the um, Big Brother diary room chair? from the first series of Big Brother. Do you remember who bought it and for how much? I remember this. I don't know why. So the diary room chair, I'm sure I've got this right, from the first series of Big Brother, when it was, like, huge, was bought by the comedian Alan Davies for £40,000. It's probably worth about 150 quid now, if that. 40 that can you have a look at that Catherine? Okay, see if i've got i'm sure i've got that right and i don't know why that has stuck in my head probably because it's so i mean like, li- well listen guys i once paid 600 dollars for a single all right that still I'm, I'm i'm afraid to take it out of the padded envelope it came in i'm certainly never going to play it that's insane okay i'll grant you that is absolutely insane but 40 grand for a chair, for a chair. Is it right? Have I got it right? Flip it, heck. Isn't it weird? And I, that was years ago. When was that? Fif- 14 years ago, Big first Big Brother? 14 years ago? Something like that. Maybe even a bit longer. Uh, no, 2001. It was 2001 because I remember I was watching it in the same house that, um, uh, I watched, um, I was in, uh, not, not where I watched the Twin Towers coming down, but, uh, the aftermath of the Twin Towers. It was in, uh, Tap for Towers I was living in. Used to be owned by Christian Crispy and Mills, a cooler shaker. So I was living. Ah, oh, dearie, dearie me. 
A furious husband took revenge on his wife over a suspected office affair by emailing everyone at the cheating pair's company using her phone. I don't like things like this, you know, and lesser shows. If we were... Oh, hang on a second, there's a phone call. Yes, line one. Hello, Ian, it's Paul in Canada. Hello, Paul, blimey. I thought you were... Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Well, it sounds like I could hear you masturbating. Oh, no, I, no, 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 not, not just now. I'll give it another ten minutes. Okay, lovely. What you got for us? Um, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about something. Where, do you ever watch uh, something on TV or you're listening to something on radio and it's like little sparks go off in your head and you remember something that you completely yeah. forgotten? It's yeah. totally random. Yeah. So, earlier today, I was watching uh, an episode of They Think It's All Over. Not not the one you were on. Thank God for that. I was on two um, of those hellish programmes. Well, I did watch one with you on it, and it wasn't as bad as you think, to oh, be honest. Well, it was torture um, to do. But anyway, go on. Okay. Um, and there was a bit with John McEnroe on it. Yeah. And it, uh, it just occurred to me that he did a game show. Yeah, The Chair. And it was on... Was that what it was called? Yeah, it was, it was, it was on I the B- for the life of me. Remember what it, it was, was the called. chair, and it was on the BBC. But before that, the BBC. I remember I saw it in the states a couple of years before. He was hosting it on the states, and what it was, you're on a chair, and your body was rigged up to it, and it monitored your blood pressure and your heart rate. And if your heart rate got to a certain level or something, you got you got but you you lost or something, didn't you? I think. Uh, I don't remember. I thought, oh. it, I thought maybe the chair went up or, or down. The chair went up? Depe- depending on questions that you got wrong. Yeah, m- it? maybe. You, for some reason, your heart rate went faster. And if it went too fast, um, um, you, you lost. That was the end of the round or something. So you had to, you had to be really calm and, and meditative while answering quickfire questions or something like that. Yeah. That, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird, and it was, it wasn't very good, but then again, um, no. I, I've presented a load of programmes that weren't very good, you know, so, who, well, you said who that. am I? I didn't say no, that. No, I've done a load, I've done, I've done some good stuff, but I've done, I've done more rubbish than good stuff. I once filmed a pilot for a show that I was promised was going to be a huge thing called You Don't Know Jack, right, and it was based on a, 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 a um, like a, a computer game, and they did it in the States, Pee Wee Herman hosted it in the States. And it was rubbish, uh-huh. but there was one really good gag in it, right? It was a really big set, and I walked on at the back of the set, and I went, hello, everybody, and there's a big round of applause. And then to walk to the front of the set was a really long distance. So they built a travelator, and I would just stand on the travelator and get, and it would take me right to my podium. And that was the only good gag. The rest of it was utter, utter pony. Any of that on YouTube at all? No, no, no. I've got it all. I've got it all on VHS video in my garage, high, 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 so that it can't, it can't be flooded. Um, and one day I will get round to up when I'm really bored and I'm old. I will get round to uploading some of those things to YouTube. I've got loads of. I did so many pilots. I did a whole series that they scrapped. They didn't show because they thought it was so bad. Well, I, I, it was I, bad. I went to the. I went to the the one you did with Mackenzie in Camden. I went to that one. A few oh times. yeah, that was a pilot. That was yeah. That was uh, that had its yeah. moments. That had its moments. That was Bob and uh, Tony, ha- Tony Hadley sung. Tony Hadley, and we were pretending to be Morecambe and Wise, basically, in the background, twitting about. That was, um, that had its moments. Uh, listen, thank you for that. I'm going to move on, because I want to, I want to, um, end on a song. Um, yeah, you don't, what other, I did so many pilots. Did a whole series that Channel 4 decided not to show. That's when I thought, uh-oh, 
this career ain't going the direction I was expecting it to go in. That You're not supposed to film a whole series of a chat show and then never screen it. That's a bad thing to happen, isn't it? Yes, it is. This is Dennis LeCorrier. This is from his album Post Call. It's flipping brilliant. Play. Oh, come on. There we go. Computers. There we go. There we go. She gets home after six. Too big to even fix a bite to eat. She pours a glass of wine. Tries to ease her mind and rest her tired feet. She glances through her mail, a few bills, a sweater sale. Too many of her days seem to end this way. Whatever happened to running home after school? The laughter in her eyes. The color in her cheeks Back when she knew for sure She'd burst right through the door To be lifted off the floor To dance on daddy's feet She wakes up in her chair TV is off the air She's all alone She rubs her eyes and stares For just a minute there She thought she was back home She stops to feed the cat Adjust the thermostat She switches out the light Like every other night Before she fell asleep Wherever in the world Now is that little girl Who loved to twirl around And dance on daddy's feet With her hands wrapped round his fingers She'd go sailing round and round Such a safe and happy feeling Touch the ground 
Radio. Talk and entertainment across the nation. Talk Radio. Give it some lift.